Hello everyone and welcome to episode 139 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Carl Jones. I started drinking before we started recording. Luke Edwards. I had to watch 1998 WCW in order to keep up with this. It's like I've been doing the timeline shows but nobody's been recording my fucking ranting. And Kieran O'Rourke. I haven't watched any wrestling since we did the timeline shows. I just can't take it anymore. (laughs) And we are back this week for what is one of the most daunting tasks we have ever, ever tried to approach here on the uh, around the Oaken Table. Rebooking WCW from July of 1998 here this week on the podcast. Yes, we are going to give it a shot. Um, uh, this was the request of uh, Matt Yaxley, who uh, emailed this one in to us. Thanks, Matt. If you like what you hear from this, we have, of course, done previous rebooking shows. Uh, we've tackled things like WCW in October 1999 before, WWF in 93. Three, uh, WCW '93. We've been we've kind of gone all over the map. '91 WF we did uh, previously. A lot of different times that we've kind of taken things as they were at a certain date and, uh, and tried to make something better of it. So it's going to be an interesting one this week because we did the uh, October 1999 rebooking. That was one of the first ones that we ever did. And at that point, obviously, that's kind of where we are now on the timeline where it almost feels like it's the point of no return. This is absolutely not the case. At this point, this is one week after Goldberg has beaten Hulk Hogan in the Georgia Dome, uh, which actually will be 20 years this Friday, so probably the day this podcast gets released, that'll be 20 years Jesus. ago. Yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that makes me feel horrible about myself. And of course, uh, the way that things went in the aftermath was not pretty for WCW, and this is the point where it's neck and neck in the war, pretty much. Um, Bash of the Beach 98 is over, as, as far as we go, we're starting from July 12th. Uh, after the uh, the Carmelo and Dennis Robin tag match with uh, DDP and Hogan, so we are taking it as if we are inheriting the company the day after Bash at the Beach, and what a what a lineup we have here! So much to get to. So what we'll do, we'll kick it off with just kind of give you the loyal listeners a bit of a, a background. Of course, we have uh, thoughts and feedback on your ideas here. Uh, the loyal listeners have, uh, have sent theirs in. So we're going to kind of uh, get you up to speed on where things are to kick things off. So the championship roll call we always start off with. Uh, the WCW World Champion is Bill Goldberg, of course, beat Hulk Hogan at the Georgia Dome. Uh, the WCW United States Championship is vacant as a result of Goldberg winning the world title because he held that previously and relinquished it after he beat Hogan. The WCW Tag Team Champions are Sting and Kevin Nash of the Wolfpack. Uh, the WCW TV Champion is Booker T, who actually was injured and uh, he was kind of off TV until November. Uh, and the WCW Cruiserweight Champion was Rey Mysterio Jr., who beat Chris Jericho at Bash of the Beach. They reversed it the next day, but we'll discuss whether or not we want to do that uh, around the Oaken table here. Now, of course, one of the other fun favourite things we do here to kick these uh, these rebooking shows off is the cuts. Now, this roster is absolutely enormous. And when we started kind of gathering the information for this podcast, we, we at least I kind of felt like, my God, this roster is so top-heavy with star power. And then you look at the next section and you think, my God, there's so many future stars and so many champions. And then when you kind of get to the lower end, the Drek, it's this never-ending rogues gallery of humanity. <laughs> just, some of them wouldn't even know we're still alive. Uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just stunning. So, of course, this is, as a result, the biggest cut in the history of an SCG rebooking podcast. The following members of the roster got three votes around the Oaken table here to be fired. A uh, majority vote, of course, gets you gone. So the people who have been fired are... Deep Breath. The Warrior, who, of course, was, was signed to the company but hasn't been brought in yet. 
Brian Adams, The Disciple, Scott Norton, NWO Sting and Vincent of uh, NWO Hollywood, uh, Stevie Ray, Mongo McMichael, Damien, Volano 4, Volano 5, Van Hammer, Horace and Reese from Raven's Flock, The Public Enemy, uh, Jim Neidhart, Mark Starr, Ray Trailer, Steve and Scott Armstrong, The Renegade, the, the Barbarian, Jim Powers, Jerry Flynn, sadly, Roadblock, Greg Valentine that was still drawing a check in July of 98 Joey Mags Rick Fuller Disorderly Conduct Barry Darso Kendall Windham uh, Barry Horowitz Bobby Blaze Lenny Poffo Jim Duggan hit the bricks uh, Michael Wall Street John Nord Marty Janetti Wayne Bloom Mike Enos hey. Enos is gone C. Clippe Al Green Kevin Wackles who was nails in the WWF who had been signed and was never used for two years Eric Watts Hard Work Bobby Walker and Gentleman Chris Adams Who are some of these people? 51 people fired from this <laughs> roster and we still have a roster of at least 65 people this of course is the three hour Nitro two hour thunder period of the company which is why we had to do such a vicious cut but we're looking to trim the fat here and save the company money and I think we just saved about 25-30 million right there I've, I've genuinely never heard of some of these people I mean, hard work Bobby Walker who the, was that he was the guy that sued them in the end I think for racial discrimination claiming he wasn't paid as much as Ric Flair and we just fired the guy and we fired him <laughs> we do have a couple of people to discuss a couple of their uh, on the bubble people people that got two votes to be fired so we're going to talk about these now and make a final decision on if we should fire them and uh, first and foremost it's one of, it's the first big topic of the show we're talking WCW in July 98 this crucial period of time two votes and this is going to shock people I think Hollywood Hogan now see I I don't necessarily think it's that shocking on the basis of I was I was inclined to vote for him because it is that issue of what the hell do you do with him because he's not he's not going to do another job for Goldberg you know he isn't and that contract is always going to be one hell of an albatross but there was just something about it that made me think there's still enough credibility in the name at this point to keep him around even if it's not for very long yeah, I mean, I um, I kept him on board as well because the realistic part of me was, well, sure, tell him to fucking stay home. I don't know what you're going to do actually get rid of the guy at this point. But um, also, if we want to one way or the other deal with the NWO, I think we have to do that with Hogan rather than removing him the picture. Now, I think, hey, if we want to cut him, that might happen during these six months. I'm fine with this. But, um, yeah. but I think that he might need to be there if perhaps we want to deal with the NWO situation yeah of course just again for the benefit of the loyal listeners the Wolfpack and NWO Hollywood the NWO had already split in half at this point that the sides were kind of already uh, the lines had been drawn you had uh, Hogan Scott Steiner the giant Bret Hart and Scott Hall as the key players in the NWO black and white and uh, in the Wolfpack it was Nash Luger Sting uh, Randy Savage who was injured at this point and Conan so uh, those are kind of the, the key things now again Hollywood Hogan it was me and you Kieran that made the, uh, the the decision to try and cut him we need to convince one of these fellas if we want to do it so I think now's the time to try and make the big pitch ok ok let me try I think and it's not hindsight obviously it is hindsight because it's you know <laughs> it is 20 years after the fact I, I can't get around that but as of 1998 every problem they've had building a productive company in the cognitive direction that the orchestrators of the booking want to go, would want to go, 
there's no way you can work with Hulk Hogan in this environment and it's not just Hogan it's not just the creative control it's not just the demand for focus taking away the the the, the, the attention in real life okay Goldberg wins the title he's second fiddle to the Hoagie Bear yeah. it's not just that it's the precedent he sets it's the attitude it, that permeates through the company whether it's guys shooting because for whatever reason to protect themselves that's it's the, the self-preservation environment attitude that, he, that Hogan Hogan's behaviour and contract and general demeanour stimulates that in itself is so detrimental to taking the company in a new direction when what this is crying out for is a kick up the arse and a, sh- a shot on the arm there you go two nice cliches yeah. straight away they are straight away the the attitude within this company is is set from Hogan what he gets away with his what he says how he uh, vindicates things he is the archetypal fucking turd in the punch bowl <laughs> that is will always get in the way of a nice frothy drink and <laughs> not only that he's in the ring if he was prepared to do the right thing in the ring he would be incapable of doing anything valuable what value you're going to get even if he was willing to work with Chris Benoit and make Benoit look great he's fucking huge and he (laughs) makes everyone else look like children (laughs) children who however talented they are look like they're inferior to a guy who's acknowledged we can see with our own eyes can barely fucking walk He's detrimental to everything we want to do, taking this company forward. Two options. He stays around in an ideal world. He stays around. We don't use him a great deal. And he does the rematch with Bill at Starcade, Loses. And then he's on his merry way. Ideally, I would like to cut him. And I would like, and I am sure as shit, WWE, WWF would pick him up. And if he, they pick him up, it is poison to their roster. It is poison to Steve Austin and his ego. It is poison to Triple H and his ego. And it will create a bigger problem for them and not for us I suggest gentlemen we cut Hulk Hogan there there were elements there that you definitely sold me on but there was a bit of hyperbole in there let's, let's be honest if Vince picks him up Vince isn't giving him creative control it doesn't so, matter so I'm, I'm not overly concerned about I'm, I'm, not, I'm not overly concerned about the ramifications for that company it's all <laughs> Gentlemen, no fighting in the war. Look at Columbia on their asses, Carl. <laughs> I uh, see. In an ideal world, to me, we are able to keep him, and he does the job at Starcade. But yeah, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. I can't convince myself that he'd do it. So yeah, I'm on board. Yes, I'm on board. J- just to say, I had the realization in trying to stay uh, realistic as well that if we did keep Hogan on board, we'd have to have a set of random cards in the middle of the table. So every month we have to draw, a, we have to play the Hogan card and figure out what he's fucking with this month. Oh, he's not doing the job this month, guys. We're going to work with that problem. So uh, yeah, I suppose we'll get away with it. I see, like that, now see, now see, that sounds like a more interesting caveat to actually go with the WCW board game. Kind yeah. <laughs> of the game of life is also as depressing. Um, <laughs> There were a couple of other people who had this same kind of train of thinking. The Word on WrestlingForum.com <laughs> chimed in and says, It feels appropriate to comment on this, given my username. Hogan's contract came up at the end of 97. After seeing him sabotage Sting, I wish someone at Turner could have predicted how it was all going to go. It would have been the right time to split with Hogan so you can remove some of the toxin. Hogan would not sign his contract until the 2nd of June of 1998 when it became apparent his star power was dying. So you're stuck with him. You lads are brave. 
Very brave. Maybe you can funnel some funds to Fox and get Hogan to jump over there and start up that promotion that was mentioned on your timeline. But the domination of Nash and Hogan is going to be hard to overcome as long as they are under your roof. Something I've been tossing over my brain over the past few months that might make an interesting point of discussion, and of course we have tackled this, do you think Vince would have brought him back? Was Vince philosophically ever all in on Austin enough to not fall into old habits that uh, could, could Hulk have returned home? Or was the plan so obviously Austin, Austin, Austin that not even small cock Terry could have derailed it with politics? Does it build Austin up even more as the fans get sick of Hogan? Or does it piss off Austin, who was a man possessed at this point in time, causing him to eventually leave the company? I realise there's a lot of jumps and assumptions there. But given that Vince is Vince, none of it ever seems like too much of a reach. It's interesting to think that a, com that a combatantly run WCW could have wreaked havoc for Vince McMahon by simply letting Hogan go. Um, the dates are the key distinction there to me. If it's the end of 97, bearing in mind Brett's gone, I keep he, he might just do it. Vince might just sign Hogan off the back of losing Brett. And the, the money argument is a non-starter because we know he had the con we know he had the money to pay Brett. Yeah. It's a load of bollocks. <laughs> so, so let's not try that one. Um, Financial peril. Yeah. Uh, but if if you hold off and you get in towards that middle of 98 the atmosphere within the company by the company I mean WWF at this stage in terms of how the fans view the, the product how the likes of Rock and Austin will cut their sort of promos it would just be such such a sort of fish out of water element I think for Hogan that, and bearing in mind the business that WWF started to do at that point I don't see Vince going in for him uh, I would say probably not straight away because of the figures but within 12 months sure as shit he'd be in yeah absolutely yeah. no doubt it's his, uh, the precedent look at the people they've signed <laughs> they did it fucking four years later Carl I, admittedly <laughs> yeah, the situation yeah, I, admittedly, the environment's different it is uh, you telling me that they okay the biggest perceived nuclear weapon on the market is well it's, okay it's old it's maybe not thermonuclear it's, <laughs> it might be a it's not hydrogen it's well, anyway pre the game yeah sure. fuck uh, where was it going they definitely take him definitely it's oh, well, the in that period it, well, one bad buy rate away from signing Hogan at any point one, one it, really bad buy rate oh shit okay we've got to do something it changed that fast yeah. Brian B on Pro Wrestling only says I'm prepared to let Hogan walk before the end of the year that's number one right off the bat with his creative control and political bullshit he's too much of a liability and if he goes to the WWF maybe he submarines the rock Foley or does us all a favour by submarining Triple H Hulk's ego is at its peak and the woodster has effectively walked out a lot of his audience with his act. I'd built a Hogan versus Goldberg at Halloween Havoc, telling old Terry that we would do a third match at Stargate where he would soundly defeat Goldberg and turn babyface shortly after. Then I wouldn't do it, wouldn't use him, and then jump ship to Vince. That was remarkably similar to my idea. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Hogan. <laughs> if Terry sniffs out the plan and doesn't play ball, book him in a program with Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> or just let Steiner <laughs> Or just let Steiner trash him constantly on TV until he quits crying. This is exactly why we've got Meng on the roster, goddammit. Pushing out Hogan at this point would probably clean up a lot of uh, a number of the uh, locker room obedience issues too, he says. Obedience. Completely valid. Now we got a couple more and we won't spend as much time on this because no. obviously we, we but Randy Savage. Um. Who was injured at this point and came back in his what up match phase where he could he could barely walk. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's not getting great reactions when he does come back anyway. I mean, I, I don't think there's much left for him. That's where I vote. Yeah. I, I kept him around purely for the basis of he's got no creative control in his contract. <coughs> so I have him do the job to someone that I want to elevate. Yeah, if you can move, if you can walk when he comes back. Yeah, uh, using the word elevation, the irony's not lost on me there. Yeah. Rick Steiner. Yeah, this. <laughs> We don't need to go into detail. This feels like an oversight on my part. <laughs> I'm quite happy for him to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Hit the bricks, Rick Steiner. That one makes me happy. David Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, got two votes here. Kieran Luke, you both voted for him. Yes, I did. Hey, we might just about save his life if we cut him now. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, we're not taking it on Warrior, so he's not going to get injured. Yeah, that's that's a, a good point. point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting time. I think he's useless. I think he's pretty useless. Then why the fuck didn't you cut him? I I, I, I didn't cut him because I thought, well, there's a little bit of name value there to job out to some people, maybe. Because we are definitely lacking. My my, my logic was job material, in truth. Yeah, I think I... I have no plans for him. Um, Silver King, I'm happy to keep. I'm not really going to switch on that car. I think he's pretty good. No, no, I'm keeping him. Scotty Riggs and Lodi of the Flock were the other two. uh, They got uh, two votes. I, I... Riggs, I'm happy to, to see go. Yeah, I again, this feels like an oversight. <laughs> Riggs, you're gone. Lodi, I like just for the... For, I like having stooges that can get beaten up, and Lodi kind of amuses me with the signs. Hold on, hold on. You say that, but who else have we got on this... Surely we've got people here who can play stooges still on this roster. Who's Dis- there? Disco. Who's capable of holding Dis- up the signs? Disco, <laughs> Disco Inferno is still there, for God's sake. Oh, he's Lenny Lane is still there. Evan Courageous. You've, you've got lucky material. Oh, we're pushing Come them on. to the moon. No, we're not. no, we're fucking. You brought me on board, guys. <laughs> so I guess that's the end for Lodi. That's a that's a sad state of affairs. So um, let's get now to a little bit of actually some movement, some ideas here, because obviously we talked about it. The focus really feels like it needs to be Goldberg at this crucial time of the war. <coughs> Goldberg is is the one that's kind of making the difference. He feels like the highest star, certainly in WCW. Uh, and we have five events that we're going to look to book here. Obviously, we've got Road Wild, Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc, World War Three, and Starcade for the rest of the year. Now, before on other uh, rebooking shows, we've typically done about 12 months. But with the speed that the business is moving at this time, it feels like anything after six months is kind of a shot in the dark uh, in terms of like knowing what's getting over and knowing what, which way the audience is, uh, is blowing, if you will. Um, so with that said, Starcade in December, we're going to use as kind of our, our end point. And then if there's any kind of big picture ideas for 99, we can throw them out there too. But uh, with that said, typically speaking, it usually seems best to work backwards at the top of Starcade. So Goldberg, for me, um, he's not losing the belt. No, no, no I'd agree. At any point, there's uh, no. He's, he's not. In my mind, he's not losing it at Starcade either. Okay. Spoilers, Carl. I was really looking forward to that. <laughs> but he will need a great opponent for the end of the year. So who are we think it might be the guy, given our kind of situation right now, where we have the ability to make stars with, with the audience that we have. I think there's a lot of good candidates here. Maybe it's just me, but I wasn't thinking about elevating someone that quickly that it's not that it's gonna be one of what I'll call sort of the second tier stars that, that faces Goldberg. I wasn't looking at necessarily whilst there's plenty of people on here that I want to build, there isn't anyone that I thought I could build that quickly. Or could be that comfortable building that quickly to a buy rate at Starcade. So I was sort of torn between two really and um, because of the manner in which he's still gonna come back. I go with Goldberg Flair. Really? I, I think it's I think it, it's 
there'll be enough fresh impetus and flair when he comes back in September to build to Stargate and get you one last really great performance out of Flair what's your aim positioning is he Flair as a heel or is it a face face thing and it's, it's going to be a face it's going to be a face face thing because because Flair is going to be cheered yeah, initially regards you can't get away from so him. so why why try and force it and it's a bit of a cop out I know but we can use hindsight to say look what they did with Flair. Uh, it, it yeah. didn't work his idea or not it didn't work so that was that was that was sort of my initial thinkings anyway yeah, I mean if you if you're kind of you know Horseman versus Goldberg. I mean, you're absolutely right, player versus Goldberg again. But there's something you could use to build there. Yes, yeah, the trick you're going to have going the, through the Horseman. There is something I should say as a caveat here. I have no interest in putting any great emphasis on the idea of an NWO civil war. I'm quite happy to quickly put that to one side as quickly as possible. I think it's fucking die with Goldberg. If, if we're getting rid of half of fucking <coughs> NWO, then kill the NWO when Bill kills. I have Goldberg kill them all, but I want it done and dusted before before Starcade. he's killed most of them leading up to the point we're at anyway yeah, um, there's very few of them here that he hasn't already gone through he, he, he hasn't done matches with Brett he hasn't done a match with Gold, with, uh, with the Giants yeah. um, there's, there's a few that he, he could and again the Wolfpack are split and baby faces already at this point so I think that NBO Hollywood with the defeat of Hogan I mean and this is the thing too are we actually going to like get rid of him like immediately or are we going to like kind of try and phase him out or what's the deal but there is no phase out no you, you can't if you're going to sorry no, no, just, no, 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 I think we're along the same lines here Kieran if you're going to do it it's cut him off at the knees and just get rid of him you look at this guys coming in and out of this company all the time anyway it's, that's Nah, it wouldn't happen. He just no, he wouldn't turn up anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, the fact that we've cut him doesn't stop him from banging on the door repeatedly <laughs> and it down the aisle. I mean, I... yeah, that's true. So, so you're pitching flair. I'm a little bit reluctant in the sense that I think that doing face face might not be the best thing for Goldberg. Quite honestly, especially because Flair's gonna have the sentiment behind him. That's the thing with with um, Bill as the champion it's quite a problem really. not a problem it's it's an interesting one though, because I see the easiest thing is the face chase and then takes it but Flair that's why I asked the question to you because if Flair's coming in as the face people like change anyway people people cheer for change and six months of Bill and then you're going to and Flair's coming back for a run and Flair's charisma and fire and promos you cut putting over he'll put over, over Bill but by putting over Bill he, it, the bigger challenge makes him Gets people on the side of Flair. Because so who's the underdog in that match? Exactly. What's the angle of why? Where's the heat? And I think there's a lot. So yeah. Um, but I do agree. It's one of the the standout candidates of matches. It's it's the narrative you want to write. Well, Liam, you're, it. You're, you're talking about elevation, Liam. What do you got? I had a, there were two ideas where, to me, you've got six months to work with here to build a Starcade. Brett was one of my initial thoughts because I thought if we, if we ramp up Brett at this point, he's still he's only you know six you know seven he's only six months into the company. So like at this point, and they they've not really done a lot of damage because they really just haven't done much of anything. But I think six months of, of hot focus on Brett as a serious contender, I think that you could do not to complete again hindsight, just rip off the angle that actually happened, but the steel plate angle. Yeah. And then uh, we, we counted himself on top of Bill for three seconds. I think that'd be a great way to actually build up him as as a uh, kind of he's, he's wily and that's the way he's going to beat Bill. So how again? So is Brett a face in your? No, he's a heel. He's a, he's a heel right now anyway to start because with the NWO yeah. black and white group. Black and white. Yeah, yeah. So since he's with the black and white, um, he's, he's already a heel anyway. When Hogan gets fucked off, he can kind of step up into the kind of the, the lead heel. Let him do his bitchy wife thing. Let him do his bitchy so well last couple of years. And... Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic. He no, he has done. He's great. He's, you know, he's been here six months. He hasn't had one title shot since he got there. And he, 
fuck this. And he goes on a campaign of, I'm going to get my title shot and get my title shot. He finally beats, but not really Bill with a, with a steel plate angle. And then Bill wants the match because he fucking didn't beat me. So that's a candidate. I'm it not is. saying that's the, that's the match, but I think that I'm trying to think of the match. <coughs> there's, a, there's a couple of other candidates. One, it's this thing of. Do you all want Bill to go over? Oh, Bill will go over in the end. Okay. Well, I want Bill to go over if it's a name guy, like a current name guy. If we're going Bill over, we need also to have in mind who's who Bill's going to drop it to in night nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which just the reason I say that is because. The other candidate of a, of a different opponent would be Steiner. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is the one for me who... These guys... The trouble with a face Goldberg as champion is the credible threat of the challenger, and I'm not sure how, what the effect that has on buy rate, how, how that's perceived. Steiner is the one you can build as the biggest threat. You also probably don't want him losing straight away. Yeah. On first one. So... Um, the first time they fight I think Steiner should beat him whether that's Starcade or whether that's into 99 that's just personal opinion me otherwise you just dice him too Brett is the one you can as a heel at least he can do the job and it's it, it's functional and yeah. it doesn't hurt anyone I don't think no I'm just not sure ah, Brett could get out the hook of the match it's, it's a, a tougher sell with Brett as the you've really got to get Goldberg in peril I guess it's you know yeah I agree. I think I think that's the Who's thing. Is heart positioned with. We were talking about this the other day, Kieran, about how whoever it is that, that is go- we were building up for Goldberg for Stark, it feels like it should be the type of threat where we think Goldberg can lose. Yeah. So, and that's what that's that to me is the shortfall of Brett. Maybe is that I don't think that people would believe that Brett has a chance to legitimately win. I I don't disagree with that logic, but then when I look at this roster and I think about who can sort of pose a credible threat really after with that sort of logic in mind the only two I come to are Steiner who Kieran's mentioned and I would rather that go into 99 because I think Steiner is who at this stage I would lean towards as ending the streak yeah absolutely because he's sort of at the right sort of cusp level at the moment where ending the streak mm. means something for him and he's actually been emphasised to some degree already, so it wouldn't, f- you know, it's not difficult to make it seem like it's natural as opposed to, you know, I, I, I love the, the Booker T's and Chris Benoit's of this world, but let's face it, at this stage, they've just had a seven match series over the TV title. You know, it, it, that, that would almost feel forced at, at this point anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then after Steiner. The only other one I look at, and I think about it purely from a physical standpoint, because he doesn't do jobs very often, is Nash. His big cap. Is, the, is match Nash. They did. the match they did. The giant, despite his size, means nothing at this point. Mm. I think that I do so think that there is. I think for, for, I think for a month, maybe Road Wild, Goldberg and Giant could work. I don't mind that. I don't mind that on on a pay per view beforehand. Yeah, um, where you have like the giant but, like kill a bunch but, of people to get him over quick for a month, I'm, and Goldberg just mow spear, jackhammer. Yeah. But she did it in two minutes. Well, I think that's what our best bet is going forward with Goldberg. Period is well, yeah. Learn from what WWE went through. I, yeah. I, I think that stands to reason. But I, I'm just looking at it in, in the base of the Starcade match. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go, Goldberg Giant Starcade doesn't doesn't fucking do it for me. <coughs> Nash, yeah. Nash uh, is a ironically threat. enough, Goldberg Giant at Roadwild being what they actually did. 
No, they, they, it, was, they, it was the Battle Royal. It was the Battle thing. Royal, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, it yeah. ends with him jackhammering Giant. Yeah, which got over great. Yeah. yeah. And if he got the focus, it would have been lovely. But then yeah. Jay Leno came out. Yeah, well. Yeah. Jay Leno is Wait, not. Wait, you're a... trying to tell me we're not doing Jay Leno? Yeah. Oh, guys. That's what I'm saying. I already told listeners we weren't doing Jay Leno. No, I wasn't listening. Luke, your thoughts on any other candidates for Goldberg Stargate? Yes, Anybody stand out to you? You've gone through everything I could have gone through there. I, 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 I grouped together in my head. Um, Flair and uh, Brett. It's all well and good for the feud, but if you're leading up to Starcade, yeah, n- no one's going to buy it. I mean, it, and that's the thing. And, and I don't think they're going to tune in just to see Goldberg kill the person for that. It's I, it's not working out for me. Um, I've got, I've got, I've got, sorry, let's go. Yeah, I've got one. That's Sting. That's what I was going to say. But thank you. <laughs> but now, go on. Sting, a Sting heel turn. He's no longer going to be the top guy as a babyface. He, he he joins the Wolfpack to destroy NWO Hollywood and them, fuck them off. And then he turns on all the fucking Wolfpack guys because he hates the NWO and his plan all along to infiltrate the NWO was to split them up. The signs were there all along. The signs were there all along, Carl. We should have known. We should have known. <laughs> Things have been better. I mean, that is the most type of heroes. It looks really good on a poster. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, the Vince analogy. It's, it's, it's kind of true, though. I mean, compared to everyone else, it's like... Steiner Goldberg is money, but you're absolutely right in what everyone around this table has said. It's we gotta hold that off. Uh, yeah. But looking at the others, yeah, I that's what I was gonna say, because it's it's a name value. The only problem is getting the heel turn to work and stick. Because mm. he has been over the last six months, eight months of sting, it's all over the fucking place. Yeah. Yeah, we did, one... yeah we, did, sorry, we did get a bit of feedback actually that, uh, that did point out that this task is a hell of a lot easier if we did it six months before, if we started yeah. six weeks earlier <laughs> before they had like Hall turn on Nash and Sting join the Wolfpack and Goldberg and Hogan on free TV and stuff like that. But hey, that, that, that's, that's easy. We're hardcore, right up until just getting rid of Hogan because fuck that guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think we can do that. I think that's within our remit, I hope. But anyway, yeah. at worst, that we can send him to home and just not. I was about him. to say, that's what we're doing. We'll wait for the money. Goldberg stinky in your thoughts. I have a real bad feeling about Bill going to Starcade as the champion. Really? I do. I don't think the dynamic of him as the champion in a, in a heel chasing is a good one. So are you oh. talking about moving Steiner up? No, 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 no not Steiner. Okay. But is there a way, whether it be, if, I think it looks like Brett or Sting, if they have the belt going in somehow? Okay, so do we do the only way around it I see is that we do a Goldberg injury angle because I don't want him doing a job or get stripped of the title or stripped of the title Um, some heel whoever it is riles him up enough to where he spears a JJ Dillon are you you happy then we'd have enough time to say they they suspend him for 30 days and because of the 30 day title rule that we are choosing to, to, to <laughs> on this particular day <laughs> on this particular occasion I'd is valid in, I'd rather injure him than suspend him if we're going to do 30 it days it has to be and whatever the suspension's fine as long as it's Brett or Sting are the reason behind it yeah. the instigator of the, yeah, yeah. the best no, I, see, I, I tell you why I'd be happy with the injury angle I'd be happy with the injury angle because at least then with all this talk of a credible threat yeah. even if it's underhanded means if Brett injures him in some way make it as nefarious as you want we've got a way it, of doing it, that with Brett it, 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 it at least shows an element of weakness there but, and I'd want Brett winning the belt at the latest by that logic to meet Halloween Havoc I'd want him to have some time with the belt I wouldn't want him winning 
Yeah, I don't want him having the belt for three weeks before this is, this Stark. This is the Randy Savage 24 hours no, of Hogan ex- appears. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I appreciate I'm sort of all over the map slightly here, but just touching on Sting as well. I don't want Sting involved because I wanted Sting Steiner at Starcade. With, with, Star- with Steiner going over. Mm. What, what I'll say with regards to injury and suspension is... It, when a suspension, uh, when an injury is over, you get a big pop when the guy comes back. When a suspension's over, th- we know the guy's coming back. So yeah. you're a fight in the way. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we injure him for an in- undefined period. It's ninety, uh, it's ninety or whatever it is, and um, you know, everybody's on the internet, not everybody's following here. We can get a big pop when he comes back when they've been saying he's going to be injured for six months, and we bring him back early. It's Goldberg. Of course, he comes back early. That's he's fucking Goldberg. Yeah, he's, a <laughs> he's a machine. So I think we could actually, and it would also save us the problem of who the fuck are we going to put him? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. You got six months that's of squashes and smoke and mirrors. Yeah. No one's Brett's getting cheered yeah. at Starcade. You yeah. need to stack the odds against. You need to help Bill. Okay, so. so we're thinking injury angle to get the belt off him without a loss. And then Goldberg can have his big return. I think he can. I don't know if you're a big fan of the World War Three concept, Carl. But if there's ever, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> but if we were going to keep it, the six-man battle royal being something that Goldberg just fucking clears through, goes through all three rings, eliminates everybody, doesn't even wait for the finish, just fucking kills, eliminates everybody. Um, Fastest battle royal in human history. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, it's at the right point in time. I mean, that's really convenient. Yeah. Brett refuses to wrestle, like refuses to wrestle Goldberg. So Goldberg goes this way and and, and gets the match. He hasn't earned it. Yeah, yeah, you haven't earned it. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's pretty good. So we will we'll come to the Starcade matches shortly, but we are kind of arriving to this kind of idea of Goldberg getting injured and being stripped of the belt. Whereabouts do you think that should happen, Carl? Um, I would say not long after Road Wild. Really, that fast? Well, I'd say not long. You know, he can never do. Couple of weeks after or something. Do, do, do you want to get Do you want to get a four ball match out of him or just keep him off the one paper? I, 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 I like the idea of Brett having some time with the belt in the build up. Would Would we be expecting a big ratings hit if we did keep him off too? I mean, that that's be, my that only could fear. Be yeah. well, Things no, aren't no, neck and neck, and well, Goldberg's a star. but it's that. But it's that. This is the problem with the company's mentality yeah. Monday to Monday, and I don't give a shit about what they call the, a war or not a war. We're not going Monday to Monday. Okay. We're talking about long-term health and profitability of a company. You're right. I and mean, we get a bigger surge from coming back if he's been off longer. Exactly. So. And he doesn't have to disappear completely anyway. You can be there and beat people up. And is he going to stand in the rafters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 can, you can do a, a bullshit surgery angle or whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can just have him just showing up and just killing fools. I mean, hobbling on his fucking cast. Or can't, whatever. can't get. It, it's a rip off of the Austin angle, but can't get doctors clearance. Just, yeah, they won't clean to wrestle, but he's still killing fools. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bullshit because we can see what he can do. You keep it, it's, and Brett's like, no chance. I'm not going to go into a match and injure you, and you're going to sue me. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's a way you can really do some damage to some of these no marks that we've kept, such as <laughs> such as a Roddy Piper, Magnum Tokyo. El Dandy. <laughs> Don't you touch Magnum Tokyo. He was rolling his grave right now. And I like Magnum Tokyo and El Dandy, but still, that just seems like a bit of an... DDP, I'm looking in your direction, yeah, boy. Yeah. The worst thing is, you know, we keep him off TV. It doesn't matter. The fans are still going to chant Goldberg. We're still pumping in the canned and, audience. And so the it's... important thing is, we still talk about him on TV. Yeah. We don't forget about him and talk about Hogan instead. We yeah. talk about Goldberg and his injury and the situation. Well, no, we talk about Hogan as well, right? You may, you know, <laughs> yeah. Keep bringing him well, up. We'll, we'll, we'll remind the fans he's been fired. 
we're, we're, we're contractually obligated to mention Hogan still despite the firing as settled in the uh, out of court agreement yeah a free plug for three ninjas on high mountain or whatever the fuck horrible film's doing this time now with that said uh, Brett is going to have to win this somewhere so let's say that the injury angle is done after Road Wild Brett winning it you think Havoc is the latest I wouldn't want it to be any later than Havoc, no. Yeah, so what do you think, like a tournament on television or something like that, and do the final there? I'm sceptical of the tournament just because I'm, I'm thinking of that logic of too many people doing jobs. I think you have to do something like this, though, for, for the world title. I think, uh, this, I think okay. this is where you have the excess. Especially because Brett needs the steam. Yeah, you get enough big yeah. name matches from this tournament. It's not like we're filling it with nobodies. Yeah. Okay, well, 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 without going too far down the Primrose path, then, who, who's the finalist with Brett? H- Havoc, or, Havoc or Four Ball? A consensus on Havoc or. It's October, so if he gets injured, I I could push it forward to four brawl. I mean, it's it's. I feel like we could do with giving Brett a couple of months before Goldberg kills him, just personally. But I mean, I, I don't know. I suppose everyone wants watching TV at this point. We got no problem in getting him out there. But so thinking Brett from sept- wins it in September, loses it December. Is that what we're thinking? I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So he's gonna get uh, Goldberg will get injured like the night after Road Wild. We're going to start the tournament because the belt has been stripped because he's not going to wrestle for 30 days. So Goldberg's comeback match can be at Havoc. And then obviously then he wins the Battle Royal in November and then goes on to face Brett in December. So Brett wins the tournament in September at Full Brawl. Now, there's a few people that we don't have to play with straight away here. We did mention, obviously, Randy Savage is injured. Uh, Buff Bagwell's not even going to wrestle until like March. Uh, Chris Benoit's out till October. Booker T's out till November. Which is very unfortunate, yeah. timing-wise. I'd almost inclined to do, to do Brett Nash as your second baby as, as, as the as the the full brawl, the, the tournament final. On the basis of, at the time that we've picked up the story, we are already dealing with the Scott Hall turn on Nash, so we have to resolve that somehow. Yeah, that's what have been done. So, I'm I'm thinking you've got Brett Nash. You can have Hall cost Nash if you want to. Plays into their story, and then you can finish that one off at Halloween Havoc as well. Nash and Hall, yeah. yeah. If it gets them out of the way, I'm happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it sort of keeps yeah. them within the orbit of each other and yeah, not without other people that. Yeah. And what do we do when Hall inevitably doesn't show up? <laughs> That's when you get on the phone call and you that, beg Vincent to come back. That depends whether or not Nash is having a heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? But uh, well, we can use the whole tournament gimmick. Though we could pick a, a lower guy and have him do rather well in the tournament. We could possibly get some nice elevation out of that. Yeah, I'm I mean, thinking. I'd, oh yeah, and, and, I, and I'd argue what you have there is that whoever that person is you want to focus on, he loses in the semis to Brett because at least in the semis to Brett, Brett is good enough that he will make that person oh, look yeah. good, which Nash won't do. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely right. So, and that's going to be a baby face at this point. So, I mean, I'm thinking that I'm part. thinking Booker T. He's not there. He's injured. Oh no, he's injured. Yeah, he gets yeah. injured at this point. Already. Okay. And we, uh, 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 Booker T's injured. Booker T's injured. Benoit's injured. Oh. Heal. It's easy. I think. I'm thinking Mysterio. Right, my first thought was Mysterio. Okay. I think those two together could be quite lovely. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point in time. Not, yeah. Not not Bobby Eaton. Not Bobby Eaton. Okay. Well, you could use that to really give the the um, cruiserweight division a good punch. Give it a real um, bit of bit of a something something point of hey, uh, if we if he's still cruiserweight champion at that point, which by the looks of like he will be, then you've made a point with doing that. Yeah, great story there. Like the cruiserweight's actually going, he's going for the title and he's getting yeah. through. And he's semis. doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool. In- yeah, I, like I quite that. like that a lot. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm happy with that. Candidate, to be fair. 
So, okay, so we're starting to kind of shape up with our, our main event stuff. So, Road Wild, we were thinking we were going to go with Goldberg Giants to give someone. Uh, I think if whoever it is for Bill, this needs to be the ultimate l- flock squash kind of thing where it's just balls out all the smoke and mirrors because this is his one title defence yeah. so you need to give him everything make oh. him a- oh yeah I'm sorry this, okay, is, this is the end of the guys we fired in the NWO this is yeah. Brian Adams yes. yeah, this no, is yeah. Vincent Scott Norton all of NWO Hollywood is going to try to support Giant in this match and it's going to get a and shit. he's yeah. going to crush him he's going to and we're, crush him. And we're cutting him as they except, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. except, except for the fact that we leave Steiner out of that yes yeah, Steiner is nowhere to be seen and probably well we got the whole Brett's brand. not there you can probably Brett's do something with Brett with direct traffic, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. We're talking giant and the B team, and they're all going to get killed. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, that deals with NWO Hollywood. And uh, that's the end of them. Never to be uttered in a hallway <laughs> ever again. I'm fine with that. Uh, four because we've still got the Wolfpack together, obviously, because they're, they're already separate at this point. So, four ball in September, after the Goldberg injury angle, where Bret Hart will probably, you know, break his ankle or something like that, so he can't get cleared. We do the tournament. Uh, to end with Bret Hart and Kevin Nash in September at four brawl for the WCW title, Bret wins it there. Uh, World War 3 in November we're going to have Goldberg win the Battle Royal and Starcade we're heading towards Goldberg and Brett Halloween Havoc in October uh, Brett's going to be the champion at this point and we think probably Goldberg's comeback match to kind of keep that I would argue Goldberg's return is at Havoc right. yeah I think so too Goldberg I think build up giving him an opponent the thing is too it's like you need to kind of have a good reason for it. Jericho Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Are we being realistic on this? Because it, it's, great. <laughs> it's great. Jericho can do the thing he did anyway with the whole goal. You know, Jericho yeah. won Goldberg zero because he's not showing up to the matches because he can't wrestle. Remind me how that ended. For a month, he's challenged into matches. Every like literally every week on Nitro, they announce it as the match. Yeah. Well, like well, like, he Jericho announces it. Yeah. And the announcers obviously. Well, actually, we have to clue with these announcers there that actually, you know, he's, he's talking shit. He's talking shit. Goldberg's not clear. Jericho knows it. And again, while Goldberg's trying to break in to get back at Brett, he's got this like little pesky shitbird over here, Jericho, doing everything he can to get over with the same shit he did it anyway. But, believe it or not, we actually do the match and we can have Goldberg just kill him. And at this point, WWF hasn't re-signed Dwayne Gill either. So you can have Jericho versus Dwayne Gill at Full Brawl and joke. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So there you go. So that's I think that's good for the comeback match. Because again, it's if, if Jericho ramps up enough steam, the, the Goldberg return and the death hopefully will be enough. The problem we've got, I mean, in a, in a realism sense, is Jericho wants gone at this point. He already wants no, gone. No, 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 no. Well, I'm reading those observers during this period, and he's he was not particularly happy in oh, yeah, this period. Yeah, I, yeah, very I think, cool. I think but, this is the but, angle. But we're, it, we're giving him Goldberg. We're giving him the thing that he didn't get, which is what we, when he decided. Well, there's a lot of talk in the observers around that time of the idea being presented both, and Jericho not wanting to be the flat squash and Goldberg not wanting, but on both sides mm. in the talks of time. And we are still talking about flat squashing Jericho in this. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is uh, we are going to have to give Jericho something to sweeten this because if we're doing a flat squash, and it should be, then we've okay. got to be absolutely sure we know uh, where okay. we're going. Okay, with well, we, 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 we don't have anyone penciled in for the US title at this point. Jericho it's an hasn't, elevation. Jericho hasn't held that. It's an elevation of sorts. Jericho gets Might it after this, I think. Promise, promise him it after that. Regardless of who's the champion, you'll get the US strap. You're coming out the garbage thing, but you get greater focus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can work with that. So maybe if Jer- we're going to be focused on the titles, I think that might work. Jericho gets it around World War Three. Yeah. All right. We'll figure out who's going to get it from at some point, but it will be. That's quite nice. Jericho in, the, in this two months when Goldberg's on. Probably on TV. We've got to throw some sort of shit away for free, you know. All right then. Yeah, <laughs> as, as was the style at the time. All right. So with that said, since we're kind of uh, we're moving towards having some original directions here that we're going to build on, 
We went to some more of your general ideas here, the, uh, the loyal listeners, hear what you have to say about what you would have done to rebook WCW from this point. Noid on TPWW forum says, Your timeline has revealed where the interest from audiences was. Goldberg is where the obvious money was. They still loved Flair. Guerrero, Benoit, Jericho and Mysterio had that emerging potential if WCW wasn't where the big boys play. Raven was interesting and doing some well-received work in the mid-card. Uh, if you could have found a way to change the mentality of the stars in WCW to consider that working with these guys might have made them look good as opposed to simply guarding that spot. In stories, your protagonist should always be active. Make sure he's the one picking the fights with the NWO and is killing them out of the company. You need a heel act swelling underneath and Scott Steiner and Raven seem like two very different but capable acts. So no Scott losing to Rick. Raven could provide a thinking man's Lex Luthor to Goldberg's Superman. WCW seemed to have a really bad run of pay-per-view main events during this period. Piper and Warrior in main events with Stevie Ray. Celebrity involvement. And a Travis Tritt concert. If you can't magically make WCW care about Bret Hart and Ric Flair, maybe you can put them into positions with the rising talent that you want to focus on. Bret Hart with either Benoit or Guerrero. Ric Flair could call bullshit on Jericho's Goldberg taunting. Raven and Perry Saturn could put helmet on Billy Kimmon at the Gold Club to get into it with DDP for stealing his idea if only he had real friends. <laughs> if that's going on while Goldberg is chewing through NWO members, maybe things have a chance of building instead of falling off a cliff. Thinking of guys who could have ended the streak, I don't expect this to feel right to anybody, but I'd actually pitch Jericho as a candidate. Not in 98, perhaps, but if the plan is to move Jericho up to that next rung, at some point you need to get away from the idea that Greenberg would absolutely kill him, which I guess goes to your point, Luke. Yeah. Jericho was a shitload of fun, but he never felt heavyweight around this time. Move him into a program with flair and hope that he gets more base behind his antics. At some point, hopefully Jericho's a guy you can position to take the belt from Goldberg, whether by savvy or outright being a cheating shit, is your pick. So some interesting thoughts there. Uh, in terms of raising different people, certainly, in terms of uh, that, that cross-pollination we're going to get to, because I think that's going to be key to actually using these guys like Benoit, Guerrero, Jericho, Raven, Moore, is, is, is who they work with, because they've been working with, ever, with, with each other forever. So um, Tiger Rick on the UK fan forum says, This is such an interesting one. The product was red hot, slightly second place to the WWF, but both growing hugely throughout 98. It's not easy because of the politics that are everywhere and the, meek man- the weak management who bow down to Hogan. He's the key. He stumped all over the Stingrain, and he'd stump all over Goldberg's. So you'd have to tie Hogan up with something that allows Goldberg to be the man without making him feel secondary. The Wolfpack NWO thing is already garbage at this point. Hall is on the wrong side. Sting should never be involved. I want to blow that off in double quick time. So there you go, Carl. Uh, ideally, you'd have some of them off TV for a while, but realistically, I don't think you can afford to do that. If we're rebooking, can we bin off Road Wild? <laughs> <laughs> that opens up the possibility to build a big NWO blow-off at Summerfest in August in a War Games match. <laughs> Have Hall turn back with Nash and make the black and white losers leave WCW for 60 days. Wolfpack would then destroy Sting the next night to establish themselves as heels and go off in a reign of terror until the Horsemen return and unite to take them on leading to a big match at Starcade. Oh dear, that means Nash can't end the streak. I'd have Benoit win the match for the Horsemen who would exist uh, to get him over as a top guy from this point. I'd use the 60 days off to turn Hogan babyface through interviews and skits. He'd then lose to Goldberg in a babyface match at Starcade. In the meantime, Goldberg would be the man. Main events on every pay-per-view, regardless of what else is going on. I'd just keep his streak going on Nitro and main events, all non-title squashes. He was doing great numbers around this time. There is a dearth of heels. So while he's on the suspended for 60 day list, Scott Steiner turns up anyway and murders people. No one gets arrested in shit angles except Scott. No one flips anyone off or curses except Scott. He's stone cold on roids 
and there's a rocket on his back because he's going to beat Goldberg probably at Spring Stampede 99 uh, my other three projects would be Eddie Guerrero Chris Jericho and Booker T I build the US title around an Eddie Guerrero and Jericho feud that escalates from comedy uh, which they were both great at to a blood feud ending with a cage match uh, via a ladder match in the middle that would be awesome uh, I know that this is somewhat reliant on Jericho re-signing, but it would be absolute gold. Considering how drab the WF was in-ring for mid-98 to 2000, this would be a real differentiator. Need ideas on Booker, but he's too good to waste for another two years. So we've got some good ideas there. Uh, again, just in terms of like people in general. Um, I, 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 I think that we're kind of in agreement on a lot of the big picture stuff there in terms of Jericho, in terms of uh, Steiner being the guy well, that we're going But I do like the idea of Jericho and Flair. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm down with that. That's. I'm getting a feel on it for Starcade. Ooh, big match for Jericho. Yeah, it's supposed to be your biggest show of the year. That's a great match. Jericho's US champion against Flair. Yeah. It's a that they WCW always like to play up the idea that the US title holder was the number one contender, so Flair would see it as a route right, to the world Jericho, title right, as well. And if you're promising Jericho Flair. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say you've got. Easy for him. Yeah, mm. the US style and you work with Rick fucking Flair at Starcade. <laughs> Are you happy now, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem, mate? <laughs> so, okay, that's, that's a nice little thing for Jericho. I like that too. I was kind of wondering about Flair because I was like, obviously, when he comes back, you've got the natural built in thing with Bischoff, um, who was. Uh, it's just the day after Full Brawl when Flair comes back. So, I don't know if you want to do Flair Bischoff, but to do it earlier. Possibly, but what point is Bischoff at? If we're tearing apart NWO Hollywood, what is, what is Bischoff? at this point what I, 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 I wouldn't be sorry if Flair is good enough and talented enough that he can make one hell of a return without touching upon what they did in, in real life and I'd be quite happy to just sort of quietly disperse of Bischoff as a TV character see I, I think that I like I do like the idea of Flair being the, the way to get rid of him though the only thing I'd say is you could is do you use that as the wrap up for the NWO that in general he hasn't boss got is gone. yeah he hasn't got the protection now and Flair's like right motherfucker yeah I've been waiting years for this yeah you haven't got your boys now let's yeah, yeah I've got your guys I haven't got mine Hogan's gone and that's anticipation that now we're going to see something we couldn't see before yeah. and so when, when do we get so so, so are we are we saying we we keep that for havoc uh, havoc. I think having it depending on how we want to play on, it out. On, well, on the base, I wouldn't want to bring it out, drag it out too long. Yeah. And if Flair's coming back the night after full brawl, I'd take blood off at Havoc if you're going to do it. Havoc, yeah, please. Alrighty. Just so we have a uh, kind of a bit of clarity for the loyal listeners on where we are. Halloween Havoc in October we'll talk about now because we've got obviously Goldberg Jericho in Goldberg's first match back from the injury. Nash and Hall we kind of agreed as well. <laughs> we'll blow that off here. Uh, Flair versus Bischoff. Uh, we're going to blow off there too Brett doesn't have a title match in October so let's just kind of round out the world title picture I think here before we move on to uh, some of the other elements Bret Hart world champion at this point needs a strong challenge to go on top uh, who do we think we'll would be face. good DDP is red hot we haven't given him anything but he is legitimately hot during this period yeah this is where he did the big bio with yeah. uh, Although he's, he's done the bio with Malone and as, as much as I don't care for him as a but on human the, being on the, ba- <laughs> on the base of the, what we've discovered through these timelines but on the other for the, hand, for the greater good of business, I'm happy to try and keep him hot and um, have that as a match. The only other uh, thing we could havoc. have done would be to put DDP in the US title spot leading up to Jericho, because I mean that's I mean we're heading into a vacant uh, US championship that also needs a face to yeah. carry it. So I think he's fine for either position, but he can't be both. That's a very good point. I quite yeah. Well, I, I quite like I, that. I, 
because I mean that's I think they did something similar didn't they with Brett and uh, Brett and DDP with the US title they did around Halloween Havoc if you're but, committed to putting a greater emphasis on a cruiserweight why don't you have Ray win it Ray Ray win the US title well I think you need Ray and that's, as the, and that's Jericho's I think you need Ray as that because we've got we've got a good cruiserweight division here but they didn't work it they didn't yeah. you know what I mean during that period so I think you've got well, to I'm just thinking if, if, separate if, 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 if because what, what ostensibly what you're saying to me is yeah. and tell me I'm wrong if, if, if you think I'm, I'm misconstruing this you want to put the emphasis on Mysterio but you're saying we can't break him away from the cruiserweights well, that's no. that's going to happen the way, the way it works in that tournament situation that's the one time I want to put the emphasis on him right there is to say hey look how great our cruiserweight champion is he's taking on the big boys he's doing well and then after that he's defending against some cruiserweights who are also building up against each other elsewhere it's two different styles it's two different this but Ray is good enough that he can take anyone he's got a nice long run as a cruiserweight champion because no one can topple him kind of elevates the status of the titles that's kind of what I'm thinking title, I'm not so. saying we're constantly doing different things with Ray I'm saying we do that one thing in that tournament that really bigs Ray up and we can we can do some good stuff DDP I like as the candidate you mentioned Luke for, for, for him to get the belt for Jericho to beat because I, DDP's a name and he's quite prominent I mean the only other guy that I was thinking was maybe Luger the only thing mm. I'm very oh, again I think this problem with these really huge guys who are completely yeah, immo- yeah, completely immobile and it's that's the thing so, so we do can he get the walls on this guy <coughs> no he can't let's, let's, let's stress the point that and it's actually a very very important one is when you kind of want to just fantasy book stuff like this the realities of an Eddie Guerrero versus Kevin Nash are horrible for Eddie Oh yeah, as, I mean, as much as we love him and as charismatic as he is, and of course I want to push Eddie to the moon as well in some way. We can US title Sting, or we could put a Sting and Brett. But I think Sting and Brett is is that. Oh, well, well, Sting Brett, we haven't I'm, done yet. I'm I'm, oh, no. I'm not having. St- I don't want Sting doing jobs. I don't yeah, want I don't want Sting Steiner. doing jobs because I want Steiner is the. No, no, we should we should definitely get that written in. Actually. Yeah, That's Sting what. Steiner at Starkey. I like that idea. So we can't have him lose to Brett we can't have him drop a US title unless Jericho's being a dick we could find probably a way around I, I'm I'm still in favour of going DDP Brett Havoc DDP and find somebody else to win the US title ok well we can we can get another face together for that we've got a list ok so let's just say for argument's sake Halloween Havoc DDP's hot good point let's go with DDP and Brett so the TV title Carl a you, constant source of consternation and again on the cut list you put the TV title in your email to me <laughs> I feel absolutely no shame in doing that whatsoever. I'm consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> Apart from my about face where I agreed to cut Hogan at the start of this podcast, but that's by the by. <laughs> um, I am perfectly open to whatever you want to do with the TV title because I care that little about it. Well, to, to be fair and completely agree with Carl, if you want to remove the TV title, now is the time to do it. It is literally, you know, Booker T injured with the TV title. Uh, it's Brett that did it too, wasn't it? Which is perfect for the Goldberg yeah. thing of injuring the champion. So if they vacate the belt, which they did with Booker when he injured him, ties in a nice little bow when he injures Goldberg and they have to vacate that belt too. Fucking beautiful. I love that. Accidental fucking moonwalked into that one. It all makes sense, man. He's the hit man. He's the hit man. He's <laughs> taking him out. He's the, yeah, he's, he's execute, excellently executing the champion. The US and TV title situations, the US champion is still up for grabs here because the belt's vacant. So, And this is kind of the problem where you've got the, you're going to have a vacant world title too pretty soon. We need to make sure then that at Road Wild we've already crowned. we got a US champion. Yeah. US champion. So, yeah. And, and if you can't, can't do a can't tournament. tournament. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they just stuck two guys together. We could do the same, but I don't know. Yeah. The two top contenders, <laughs> the two best wrestlers in the United States. Yeah, Hennig's knocking around, isn't he, still? Yeah, I think he just... They really, he... like, still, they really prioritised him quite highly, didn't they? Well, I, I think there's still some little remnants of the end of your Hollywood thing you could do with um, Hennig and Brett uh, and Rude even maybe towards that final yeah. period where uh, it's all part of the brain trust kind of feel of all these uh, smart guys trying to come up with a way because uh, Hennig, Hennig Goldberg was at um, that was at Bash of the Beach it was at Bash of the Beach yeah. and while the match itself was whatever there's a lovely little promo beforehand with Hennig explaining how he's going to beat Goldberg yeah, I like and, that. and it's like I'm sitting there going well that's pretty much where we're going with Brett and Brett learning from Hennig's mistakes has some nice stuff we can work with in the run yeah, yeah. but like I say the problem we've got is do you want to put the guy just lost to Goldberg winning US title straight away is, uh, yeah. if, if, it, if, if it's going to Jericho well, no, in November it, it, yeah, it feels, like, face, it? It feels like it's got to be a baby face, face. So and, one, and, what, and one that Jericho can believably hang with is this K-Dog's time to shine Carl <laughs> he's over so huge during this period and you know it you oh. know it will you ever forgive yourself <laughs> he's over here. He, he, I hate to say it, but looking at the list, I mean, faces in that area we're not doing great on. There um, has to be someone else. <laughs> who are we turning? Yeah. Let's just do it. Okay, but we got a, well, we've got enough heels to put up against him quite easily in the period, so that's not too hard. Who are we putting him up against? How about Hall? He's quite high on the totem pole. I could see it. Fuck me, that's an old match. <laughs> it's old <laughs> match. They actually did it at four It is a means to it's, an end. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible and a little underwhelming on the basis of my we're going to blow off Nash and Hall at Havoc. You know what? I'll probably be over though. What Canon Hall? It'll be over <laughs> huge. It'll be over huge. Oh, yeah, it's going to be really. It's going to be. Yeah, the bike. The biker gang's really going to love the Mexican. I can't believe I just put the Conan Scott Hall US title. I've on got yet. nothing better. I'm looking, <laughs> looking at this bearing, list. Bearing I've got in mind, bearing Damn in mind the Warriors number. Bearing in mind, the only other match we've got on the docket for Roadwall at this point is Goldberg <laughs> Giant. Oh fuck it! Oh fuck it! It's a it's a free game. We're not getting any money out of it anyway. <laughs> exactly. they, they don't deserve so you're, a good you're show. Purposely stick up the giant. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve a good show. Hey, I'm, I'm with that other email. If, if, if time had permitted. I'd have, the, the, my, one of my first ideas would have been let's bin off road walls a concept but oh, yeah. we, are, we are where we are so <laughs> so we're going to move away from that for a second just to talk about some of the uh, the candidates that you think are getting raised around this time there is as we said that kind of swell in the middle of the candidates for people who could be you know elevated into a, into a higher status we've kind of got some kind of embers of ideas we know that Stein is going to kind of get elevated we've got <coughs> plans for Jericho uh, we kind of got like ideas to kind of just get right in the mix with guys that we think he can get in there with and, and, and look good against. Um, but you know, some of these guys that like you always hear about, like yeah, we should be elevating around this time. Let's start with Raven. I don't know if anybody's got any ideas in terms of like where, you know, where do they see Raven sitting? Because Raven at this point still had the flock. Um, over there, we've cut half of them and kind of. Mm. I, I really think we can. He, he's uh, feels like we could be using better. Can I put quite the large preface in front of this suggestion? Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm going to get looks like I've grown a second head from spouting it initially. But bearing in mind Raven's sort of promo style and the way he likes to go with things, why not a program with Piper? Oh yeah, we kept him. It's don't get me wrong, it's not going to be a classic in the ring by any stretches. But I think the mic work would be very good in the build-up, and it's a win we give to Raven over Piper. 
Plus, you're doing the Ravens rules. They might be smoking mirrors in there. And well, that's my, uh, you could take out a good chunk of the flock, and that might help us. Uh, well, we're only culling one or two, aren't we? But maybe quickly get rid of them. Mm, interesting idea. Kieran, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, um, Raven. Piper. We had a separate idea for Piper. Uh, yeah, the whole. I mean, the premise of that as the position for Piper is right, in my opinion. Um, I would. Oh, my feeling would be Benoit, because Benoit can't talk a lick, um, and I think Piper could get a bit of focus on him and elevate him. Uh, I, got I just think hmm. Piper. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Luke. Right. I just think. That's got to shine at Raven. I'm not. Yeah. Sure, I'm not sure where, where. Where's what's the payoff of him? What added value do you get out of it if you get if if it works? Well, we're kind of looking at this is that I mean, given that we've got five plus well six really months of stuff to do, Benoit isn't back until October. So I mean, if you want, you got Piper Raven early on. You got um, uh, Piper Benoit. Benoit later on. Um, and we can, we've still got time to lead Raven into something interesting beyond there if we want to. I think you can actually have best of both because neither of those is a fucking six month uh, thing, is it? You, you know, you've got plenty of time in there. Yeah, I'd say to do one or the other, otherwise just lower dimension returns, trying to do the same. Yeah, thing I, 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 okay. I'd agree with going with one or the other. I just think. The original idea in four, when we were talking about this before okay. the show started, just so you know, was Piper Benoit. Is a match where Benoit gets the win, beats him, and <coughs> Piper endorses Benoit and kind of becomes his right hand man in the O'Hare Piper vein. But the focus mainly being on Benoit, but Piper as a talker being able to kind of clear up one of Benoit's weak points. Eventually, with a view, turn them both heel together and have them as a threat for Goldberg perhaps in the new year where you got Benoit who can work as a heel but you got Piper there at ringside with the dirty tactics and kind of the, the old school attitude and maybe together that, it, who knows if the chemistry would be there with the two of them which is the other thing um, it'd be dicey it'd be a gamble and I think that the Raven Piper thing is less of a gamble but I think it also has a lower ceiling than the, the Benoit Piper roll of the dice I, I don't disagree with that I just, what do you do with Raven then? I like Raven as a um, and the tags. Think maybe yeah, the tag that's guy. something I was saying. But where? What are you? Because yeah. you could always do a freebird thing with it with the flock. That you could, you could do something where it's Raven and whoever quite easily. I quite like the idea of the of the flock it, with the demise of any of Hollywood. The Wolfpack's going to need something to do. Actually, that's a good point. So if we somehow find way to beef up what the flock is, because the flock's Raven and a bunch of jobbers. Are you going to say? So we're going to need to strengthen it. If you're going to do that, you've got to rejig him. You know, I'd really eat you. Lodi's gone. Yeah. Yes, he's gone. Uh, uh, Riggs, didn't we kill... No, Lodi stayed. We got rid of Riggs. That's right. Yeah. Sick boy's sticking around. No, Lodi went. Lodi's gone. Lodi's no, gone. Lodi went, because yeah. I'm sure, because I made the impassioned argument that there's enough lackeys around. Okay, well, I think we got rid of Riggs as well, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we so. did. We got Riggs. And and so personally, I, I'd really like to separate Kidman, because at the moment, you could... He, Kidman is also doing really nice. He's having these matches with me right now, and it's only detrimental when they introduce the flock elements to it every time yeah. and it's like you could start to break away Kidman and do something interesting here but then obviously we've knocked away most of the fucking floor but then it's still a three person faction plus whoever we shove into it yeah. is still not a bad because you've got plenty of people down here on this card that you can put in the flock that you know 
fucking interchangeable as far as some of this shit goes. I, I wouldn't no. mind. Like I said, there are guys that I think, like, with the fall of NWO Hollywood, I mean, maybe maybe we kind of align some stars. Maybe maybe Raven and the Giant end up kind of together because the Giant's like a, a complete ultimate outcast anyway. Hollywood, anyway, okay. Hollywood's gone. He's turned back and forth. He's got no one else to turn to because he's turned on everyone because of the big show. And Raven's there to kind of lend his ear and therefore use him. And therefore you got a, a combination of those two. We got an, an, a nice... I like the premise of, yeah, of, of being pushed that uh, Raven... Raven's weapon is his, his mind and his manipulation. He's got mm-hmm. the biggest weapon on, on side now. So there's a nice little thing there. Gi- Giant's coming off the weakness of being killed by Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. So again, again, down. We're down. dropping it down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And he's moving down the card. So I don't, I don't mind that idea. And that way, when they, if they kind of go on a little bit of a mini tear and they end up with Raven and, Big, and the Giant problem winning the tag got, titles. Problem we got is is Raven and Giant winning the tag titles. That would have to happen on a Nitro because we haven't got space for that at Wild or Full Brawl. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. No, that's I'm not, not, I'm, not a problem. I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to a tag title change. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I quite like that idea. So we kind of got something there with uh, with Raven, and you can have you know you can have like Sick Boy and like a you know maybe like one or two like the kind of the flunkies for certain times. But again, bit, you know, the Giants is a real weapon. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the rest are just a human shield. The rest are just Stevie Richards. You know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that kind of move, you know, moves that right. quite nicely. Uh, another name that often gets banded around: Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I love I, you know, Eddie Guerrero. You watch him on in in the, in ninety eight ninety nine. He's fucking unbelievable. I yeah. love the guy. It feels like there is just a mountain of potential for what to do with Eddie, and I don't want it to go completely just looked over because at this point he's kind of messing around with Chavo Guerrero, doing some fun stuff with the whole the whole slave thing, and you know, th- th- there's some fun there, but it's also not getting the most out of him by any means. Yeah. So we don't want to be jobbing Sting in any manner at this point, but he doesn't have the job to Guerrero. Because you could get some good stuff out of Sting and Guerrero because we're not using any of them at the moment. I guess slow with, with Eddie. Okay. I think so. We've got. I'd really. I'd position him for 99 to be in a strong position. That okay. is the focus rather than worrying about. Rushing him right money now. Feuds and, yeah, just don't have him lose for, for ages. Make, just give him. Shine him up and get him ready. Is he the guy that's the TV think... title and just holds it forever? If we keep the TV title? No, he, he could easily be a TV champ. I mean, he's just not that slightly, really. Yeah, he probably is, but I mean, at this point, I, 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 I kind of like that. I like if he's he's a heel face. He's a heel at the minute. I like that as a heel because like, he's the TV champion doing his thing. Like I'm the I'm, I'm the man. I'm the reason people turn into TV. I'm, I'm the, the guy everyone wants to see on TV. That's why I'm the TV yeah. champ. That's why. I'm, yeah, there's not something there that Eddie Eddie's charm TV title. Yeah, Eddie gets the TV title, holds it, and just wins on Nitro all the time. At the minute, like I said, he's he's, he's, yeah, doing, he's just doing the thing with Chavo right now anyway. So that's not blowing anybody away, regardless. It's we, just like he's just kind of there. So once just give him the TV title and give him great matches and yeah, I've got to thing. say, I mean, we've got a few. We we could probably do with in the background turning a few of these guys' face to give to him because there's a bit of a heel heavy mid card sitting on at the moment. Um, you could have some good stuff with Saturn though. I mean, if you have the Saturn, yeah, Saturn, Saturn's turned okay base. at the moment. Yeah. It's very popular around but this time as well. Certainly, I mean, that could be a pay per view match in my mind of Guerrero Saturn for the TV title, just a lower card thing. Yeah, yeah. Point. I don't hate that. I don't think it'd be a bad match. I'm never going to get rid of this fucking belt, am I? <laughs> never. Never in a million years, Carl. <laughs> Benoit, we're thinking the Piper thing towards the end of the year, which we can flesh out uh, shortly. Yeah. But Booker T, who comes in November, in he's back in November, and Booker's one of those weird ones where some people really, really like him around this time, and some people think he's he's kind of he's got that, that kind of ceiling on him. 
No, I like, I like him. Like him I like him at this point. I, I like him. But I think he's the perfect transition. One of the problems we've said is the size differential between our talented undercard and the and the, and the, and the, the money in, in commas uh, speech marks up top. I think Buck is the great transition guy between the, who can work with the big guys and the small guys. So he's very useful for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think that he's probably. Uh, Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd argue to, to we we got Jericho versus nobody for the US title in November. Just so. uh, if we expect if, if Booker T's getting any kind of big comeback here, he's just dropped the TV title. This is the next step up. The problem is but, that you don't want to we've, No, you're right. We've, we've, say, yeah. we've got him losing to Jericho. No, that's a good point. I haven't factored that um, one in. <laughs> so I, I would I would use the Eddie analogy for Booker. Mm-hmm. Ninety nine. Don't be too concerned with making him now just warm him up he's yeah. coming back off injury as good as the be- we can say the best of seven series was it's it was good TV you know great matches I don't think it really elevated either of them did it I don't I don't think Booker or Benoit were really stronger were any stronger coming out of that than they were oh, going in I feel in. Booker was especially mm. coming out of Great American Bash when they did the hot thing where he beats I Benoit just, and beats Finley I just always thought by that I thought by that point they were both already above the TV title Hmm. Well, I, I certainly agree, and I think to be um, honest, there's, there's someone staring me in the face here. I think it would be a good candidate <coughs> for Booker, which is Kurt Hennig. He's the middle ground. He's the middle ground between the top I'm, guys in the middle. I'm, I'm thinking to get Booker ready for '99. His first two programs, they don't have to be long programs, are having him beat Henning and Luger. Because hmm. to me, Luger's not really much. Is not worth a hell of a lot to us. And um, you know, we talk about is we can turn him in. No, we can. I know. I'm just looking at the turning off. Um, yeah. And we talk about how the issue of using Luger with most of the talented undercard is, is the size differential. Well, you don't have to worry about that with Booker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another guy that comes up when this gets mentioned, Dean Malenko. I. I think I've, I've waxed lyrical about Malenko in the past because of how smooth I think he is in the ring but when I look at the sort of people we talk about and then we t- we mention Malenko there is a clear gap there yeah. I think there's a natural ceiling to, to, which you touched upon there Luke to, to D Malenko and he's not someone I look to seriously elevate to be honest I really want to keep him well clear of that whole cruiserweight division as well because mm. while he is excellent there is a style that you can't get to in that period prior to this where um, there's a lot of that stuff going on involving him that I want to keep him away from that but uh, I don't have much to give him yeah yeah I see what you're saying so um... I've, I'm sorry but to me he's, just, he's a great workhorse but he's, he's just a workhorse on the roster Yeah, I don't see that much I don't see a massive upside to him I don't see what we can realistically do with him that's going to significantly elevate him and really be any boost to business. For, for, for Benoit's faults to talk, Malenko's no better, really. We'll hit with the ladies, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so that's fair enough. I think that, that's pretty fair. Um, I quite like the idea. Um, we're talking cruiserweights. Obviously, Ray's going to be kind of the real centerpiece of the division. Uh, it feels like at the minute. Obviously, we're gonna, he, he's going to be the one that we're going to inject into some, some upcard stuff where it feels like the time is right not to overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like other people in the division, you've got Hoovy, who's coming through as a babyface as well. Kidman, to me, is the one that feels like, as a heel, 
you could yeah. do something with him I think around this time Hoovy and Kidman have just literally just by the time of our timeline set a bit of a paradigm point mm. where people were really kind of latching on to that a little bit and that really helped so we can work we can just follow that wave which they didn't quite manage to do at the time they caught it a little later and so yeah I mean we've lost Ultimo Dragon haven't we yeah, Ultimo's he's, pretty he's much gone. gone unfortunately. It's a curious one that we've all decided to keep, and then we'll just acknowledge. On general shit. principle, he's, he's injured and he's not wrestling ever we'll, again. We'll give him some money. It's all right. <laughs> Do an angle where Brett injures him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and again, you can always focus yeah, a little bit more on a guy like Psychosis and, and do some yeah, stuff there, so. that's it's all good. Between because there's such a nice mix of names there, you can do all these months without repeating a match quite easily. Yeah, with all these guys. And so. again, it's, I think to me, it's just, like, just just the prominence in the promotion. As long as it's not treated like it's an undercard film, yes. it actually feels like okay, this this match will be a, a feature on Nitro again. Imagine them doing this, which they never, it's something they never ever announced that a match was coming up next week mm. on Nitro yeah. ever. Completely. But they could do that for the cruiserweight. So next week, this is what you're going to get. These are the two cruiserweights. So we're going to fucking go at it. You keep Clank in the division. Uh-huh. You keep emphasis on him. Yeah. Because then, when you have Kidman beat him, it means something. He's a vehicle for Kidman uh-huh. to beat, which then leads to Kidman Ray. But I get that it's the concern is is, is the uh, reruns of the Malenko focus, which is I think Luke's one of Luke's. Um, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I like him. The thing is, he's got to go. He's in with the cruisers and the TV title level, having good matches on TV, making those guys look good. Or he's in the tags with someone else, filling that out, trying to have entertaining mm. matches. He's got his mechanics. So his job is to mm. fill out this three-hour show with a decent twenty-minute match each week. Yeah. So how can we position him to do that? See, so the working with in the cruisers he doesn't have to be working with the title he can be working with the other guys yes there's always a story that, that, that's there but that's the same as anyone I would I'm not too fussed one or the other to be honest cruisers or probably coming off he's been in the cruisers so into the tag division when, when Eddie, when Eddie, yeah or when Eddie gets that TV belt that's yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, hopefully doesn't feel like too much of a rerun but again you can have a Milenko Gros suit for the TV title I think he's, he's a functional I think he's he's a functional character yeah. we can move into we know we've got what we're going to get from him He's kind of low maintenance in that respect. To get some more of the uh, listener feedback here on uh, more ideas, various uh, kind of things, and how you would have this kind of lined up. Brother Vito Deleted on TPWW says, I appreciate the idea of starting this rebooking after the Dome, because it's easy revisionist history to just say, save the title switch for the pay-per-view. Uh, seeing guys like Eddie and Benoit getting pushed would have been of no interest to me when I was watching at that age, and I legitimately hated Jericho. I love Goldberg he seemed larger than life. Any potential rebuild would have to keep Goldberg front and centre, and not turn it into the wank fest for the old guard. Uh, what I rack my brain about is trying to figure out who Goldberg would eventually lose his streak and title to. You could feasibly leave it as it was, but this time, you actually have Goldberg gone systematically kill the entire reunited NWO one by one for ultimately getting the belt back from Hogan amidst a big build-up. DDP was the other guy I loved at that age, and he was ridiculously over. Halloween Havoc 98 was a dream match for me, and watching it back now, it definitely holds up, and it's pretty clearly the best match Goldberg's ever had. I'm dreaming of an alternate timeline where that match doesn't happen at Halloween Havoc. Rather, Goldberg defense successfully against someone else at that show while DDP wins the World War 3 battle royal the next month DDP and Goldberg have their Havoc match except this time the diamond cutter that blew the roof off the building actually ends the match and solidifies DDP as another top guy which we will disagree with wholeheartedly I feel around the table because I don't think DDP needs it quite frankly but uh 
That's my feel. Uh, Dean Coles, nineteen eighty-seven on Pro Wrestling Only says, "Your only hope at this point is to feed Goldberg a new challenger on pay-per-view each month or two. Try to stretch his run out as long as possible and hope that Hogan gets injured or goes home before getting his win back." They still had Sting, Lugus, Steiner, DDP, Giant, Brett, Nash, Savage, Flair, Benoit, and Booker that he had never faced on TV at this point, and you can always bring in someone from outside like they did with Bigelow later on in the year. Uh, the NWO feud is pretty hard to book considering Hogan refused to work Nash in a singles. Uh, Sting on his shit list uh, for turning down the spot as Hogan's partner and Luger had just got a shoot promo on Thunder burying Hogan. Best thing to do is to run Hall versus Nash as quickly as possible and find the fastest plausible angle to put them back together. Uh, the way Flair was brought back was fine. I keep the Bischoff match at Starcade, but change the finish, obviously. Hogan can feud with DDP, Brett, or even Piper and Warrior if it keeps him away from Goldberg that little bit longer. If he goes back to his 96 97 deal of making movies and only showing up on Nitro every four weeks, that'd be a huge help. Uh, Starcade would include Goldberg Sting for him, Hogan Brett, uh, Flair Bischoff, Booker Benoit, Giant vs. Ray. Uh, and Ray and Hoobie versus Eddie and Jericho. Not sure what to do with Nash, Hall, Conan, Luger, DDP, or Steiner, but then again, neither did WCW. <laughs> um, Big Mick on TPWW says, If I could rebook one thing, I would still have both NWO factions come together uh, and have Nash brag that he beat Goldberg. If any NWO mem- uh, member can't beat Goldberg, they're out. Goldberg then tears through the NWO until it's down to just Nash and Hogan, uh, and he can end it with a triple threat or something, and Goldberg wins it back and gets the title. I would also cancel Thunder, he says. <laughs> Um, Dorho5 on Pro Wrestling Only says First off, Hogan's NWO starts crumbling after the Goldberg loss There is dissension, losses by the undercard members all over the place With Hogan getting pissed and starting to clean house until it's down to him, Scott Steiner and maybe a few others Hall has his showdown with Nash and they rejoin rejoin forces in short order Uh, Goldberg beats Scott Steiner after a good build Hogan and Bischoff just walk away from the whole damn thing in disgust Bischoff remains the evil dictator now relying on his position instead of the NWO uh, the Wolfpack keeps going for a bit after the Hall defection, but it becomes clear that Sting, Lex, and the rest are second-class citizens to, after Hall is back in the fold. Uh, the outsiders get the tag belts and start lording them over the rest of the group before finally turning heel by attacking Sting and Lex in a big tag match. Uh, Goldberg will get high-level opponents, probably Sting and Luger, before the above scenario, which would be the start of the wedge driven between Hall and Nash and Sting and Lex. Hogan would probably feud with Brett after the dissension started in the black and white faction, uh, but I could see him ordering gang beatings of guys after they didn't get the job done against Brett as well. Have him turn into a ruthless bastard who can't handle failure after all his success. While all this is going on, DDP would get his Goldberg feud and use that loss as a springboard to get the US title. Brett would be hanging around the upper mid-card main event scene after the Hogan feud. I could see him feuding with Hall and Nash eventually due to their admitted history. Piper and Warrior are tough because you can probably get something out of both. Uh, Warrior can keep Hogan busy for a while if Brett isn't willing or work with Savage. Piper could be a nice surprise partner for Brett against Hall and Nash. But one thing I would absolutely do, the faces of fear are your new gatekeepers to the main event. Put the tag titles on them after Sting and Lex and let them run with it. Keep Jimmy Hart as only their manager. You got a good core of experienced mid-card guys in Malenko, Eddie, Benoit, Jericho, Satin, and Disco if you ever let him be more than a buffoon. Uh, Booker and Stevie Ray taking time to do singles runs in between tag feuds would work well. Rick Stein has always been over and could work in this mix too. Bringing back Flair is done exactly 
exactly as it was on night one. Easily my favorite Nitro moment ever, and if he had capitalized on it, we wouldn't be having this conversation, he says. One thing I think we don't consider is that Hogan didn't have WCW over the barrel as much as they thought. Do you really think Vince was going to hand Hogan creative control? I have serious doubts about that, even in the middle of a war. Vince had to know how much of a poison that was in WCW, and would be in this locker room. So my feeling is Hogan would have found some difficulty sticking it to WCW the way he would have wanted to and had to reconsider his options, which certainly we agree with that last one. Brian B on Pro Wrestling Only says, Right now, Goldberg is the most red-hot guy in the company. You've got to keep feeding him challenges until he actually cools off, and only when he's actively not drawing do you even think about beating him or turning him. If you can beat Hogan again at Havoc, great. If not, I go DDP because this year and period is about as over as DDP would ever be. Scott Steiner seems like a good opponent to build up for a Stargate match. He's too beaten up and old to be the guy to end the streak in my opinion he says, uh, and if you're going to end it it needs to be somebody who has been really climbing up the card. Which brings us to in terms of talent to start moving up the card, the three obvious ones are Jericho, Eddie, and Benoit. I think I've got to plan for 1999, though, for them to uh, set up uh, to be set up as main event headliners. Benoit and Brett should be put into a program, seeing as they worked together shortly before this on Nitro. But I book it like the Austin Brett program, where Benoit has good showings for himself, but it takes him a while before he beats Brett. Maybe as far out as Super Bowl before Benoit finally wins. Benoit can beat all the worthless, overpaid big guys along the way, the Scott Nortons, Buff Bagwell, Stevie Ray's and Rick Steiners of the world, as he steadily gains credibility. Kurt Hennig could be a good mini-TV program to have with Benoit as well, until the Brett Mountain becomes his main focus. If you want Benoit to be a heel, there's also the option of turning him by beating the shit out of Flair to start a feud versus the Horseman. My plan for Eddie would be to build him up as a heel and eventually see if I could turn him babyface as his personality continues to develop as a way to capitalize on the Latino market. I tentatively slot him versus Conan, since Conan was over around this time, and give him a program with DDP for whatever the November pay-per-view would be, not World War 3 he says, and a Starcade where Eddie would go over. For some reason, I think a Jericho Sting program would be fun to do in the fall, as Jericho transitions out of the cruisers. If old Sting has to take a sabbatical, doing some kind of injury angle with Jericho could be extremely fun. I'd follow that up with Jericho versus Piper with Jericho winning, and then Jericho would be established enough to do a solid Goldberg program in early 99 after Goldberg has fended off Steiner. I'd also start wrapping up the NWO angle, ending it at Havoc after the NWO is teetering, uh, having also lost at war games right before. Hall and Nash can reunite as a team and return as babyfaces, maybe after being out of the company for four to six weeks following the end of the NWO angle. As for Flair, I actually like him returning and being one of the guys to end the NWO. So maybe have him come back early. The Horsemen beat the NWO at war games. Then Flair also beats Bischoff at Havoc, which effectively is the paper where the NWO gets dominated and the angle ends. So, I mean, I think one of the main, uh, of the main consensus we've seen so far in the feedback is kind of the desire to end the NWO um, sooner rather than later so uh, I'm, I'm glad, kind of glad because I was wondering if, uh, if that would match up with ours actually there isn't a uh, kind of a sidebar there that I'd like to touch on which is we haven't actually come up with the fastest possible resolution to this whole Wolfpack Hollywood malarkey so uh, I'm not it feels <laughs> given the amount of time that's been dedicated to it I think you have to do something no, see, I, I take the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I am tired of the amount of time that's been dedicated to it. It should have ended in '97 at Starcade. Yeah, it has gone on for far too long. We're already having Goldberg's for all intents and purposes. NWO Hollywood dies at Roadwise. We're dismantling it in August, correct? Um, yeah. By the time you get to Wolf, Wolf, the Wolf back after that, I don't really care. Well, <laughs> I, just, I really don't care about them as a collective. The only. 
Yeah, I mean, it, they're not exactly doing all that much as it stands, are they? It's I like, like the loose association. It will sell some shirts, you know. Okay. Well, it's like look, the only thing we got is what Conan's got a title. Conan's got the US title. Sting and Nash are still tag champs until Raven the Giant get them. That's true, but that's fairly soon. So ultimately, <laughs> we're thinking that we're not going to do a big blow off for this Hollywood Wolfpack thing. If, we, if we're not, that's fine. It's just, is, is there any kind of nagging uh, the, the thing urge is, the, to the do thing it? Is, at the point where we're picking it up. They weren't really that closely intertwined in the first place, were they? Really? There's an argument to be made that the four brawl Brett and Nash is a blow-off to him. Because Brett sort of could be the de facto and Hollywood leader and Nash is the Wolfpack leader. I mean, yeah. it's we're sort of doing that by accident. Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean. It's not intentional, but if you want, we can blow it off in the run-up to that. Well, that's so it is just Brett and Nash. Yeah, well, you, you kind of—I guess maybe you can have the overtones of it anyway, or the undertones, I should say, in the sense that it's going to be the tournament final, Brett and Nash. So it's kind of building up alongside it on television, yeah. where you got like again a lot of the NWO guys have been fired by this point, the fodder. Yeah. So you've got and, and Giants getting disillusioned. So you've pretty much just got Hall, Brett, who are going to be involved with Nash, Hennig, and I think that's pretty much it. There really isn't that many. Oh, Scott Steiner. But yeah, we don't have to be too explicit in in this sense, but it'll be easier for historians to look back and draw the line there because yeah. it's a logical endpoint. Uh, something Savage on Pro Wrestling only has a, uh, a rather sensational post there. I'll try and get to as much of it as I can. Um, he says, <coughs> Create an assembly line of heels and just feed them all to Goldberg. Eric has such a hard-on for the stars of 80s WWF, so convince him to get behind the idea that Goldberg is the new Hulk Hogan. Uh, just run that formula till the wheels fall off. <laughs> Give Jericho his own mini-program with Bill for fuck's sake. Let him get his shit in and get spit out of his shoes on some lesser pay-per-view. Find a way to trim the fat within the wolf pack. Get Nash to reunite with Hall as soon as humanly possible. Let them embrace the love that fans have been showering them with for two years by that point. End the war between the two world orders quickly and effectively. Make it a war games, but keep it brief and violent. Spare Hogan by having him literally retreat from the cage like a coward while one of his underlings surrender in defeat. In the aftermath, have Scott Steiner rise from the ashes of the splintered NWO Hollywood group. Big Papa Pump was finally putting all the pieces together with his heel act by late 98, having continued to wreck and ruin jobbers and mid-carders on television. Keep Bagwell in his corner as the Loud mouth lackey. I agree. I love Buff Bagwell's mouthpiece. It is lackey here. Buff can mug it up for the cameras and basically serve as Scotty's hype man. As Goldberg continues to dominate his world champion, let Big Papa Pump bulldoze members of the Wolf Pack one by one on his own, now detached from the NWO Black and White. The design should be to build to Steiner Goldberg. They had a hell of a fun powerhouse sprint in real life, uh, so maybe I'm banking a bit on them pulling that one off here as well. It's probably their best shot from what they've got. I would keep an eye on Steiner's development and tentatively have him penciled in as the guy to end the streak. Uh, of course, when that happens and he finally goes down on defeat, you've got a big money rematch that should have the fans lining up. This pitch is far from perfect, he says, uh, because plenty of big players are left out in his scenario. I'm not sure what you do with Brett, Sting, Luger, or Flair. Maybe crown one of them as king of the mid-card for a while. Make them a US champion to kind of function as, a, as sort of a gatekeeper. Brett would actually be perfect to help usher along some developing performers. So yeah, go with Brett. If you can, run a program with him and Eddie for the US title at some stage. Keep Jericho winning the TV title at the same time. Pro uh, the plan is to have them collide. Uh, Jericho feuding with Brett, possibly in 99. Uh, Flair's return with the Horsemen reunion would go largely unchanged in his world. I continue to build the animosity with Bishop and play that up heading into Starcade. Have Eric try and strut and peacock around on television at first. Uh, basically lifting the stuff he was doing when he challenged Vince at Slamboree. Then as Starcade approaches, Eric's true colours bleed through it and he, begin he begins to crawfish away from the challenge completely. Eventually, Bischoff seeks legal advice, which gets us the revelation that Eric has actually decided that the Giant will accept the match and wrestle in his place. Uh, Giant is obviously on his way out, so this sets him up for one final programme. Flair rejects the offer at first and reiterates that he only wants to get his hands on Bischoff. 
But then the giant targets his fellow horsemen attacking Arn off screen or Benoit backstage. Giant puts resident PWO guilty pleasure Mongo out for good. <laughs> Finally, the Nature Boy has had enough and accepts on one condition. He'll get his fight with Bischoff if he beats the giant. Now, there's no guarantee the match will be anything stellar, but I'm optimistic they could put together something. Basically, the giant batters and ragdolls flare for the majority of the match until Nature fires up and ultimately takes out the knee to earn a decisive win. Post-match consists of Flair ripping Eric to shreds. Fish off some bloody mess, his clothes are tattered and torn, and Slick Rick is slicker than Al shit. <laughs> Uh, this is actually an interesting one here. I can't decide what to do with Raven following the flock disbanding, he says. Originally, I thought to go with the often speculated Sting program. But no, that one can wait. First up, I'd remove him from TV until Starcade has come and gone. Then he shows up in a dramatic fashion and sets his sights on the Nature Boy. Uh, this is around the time that Ric Flair brings David in. I'd have Raven taunt Flair's legacy, his lavish lifestyle, and basically just do Raven shit rattling off the numerous ways Rick has embodied the seven deadly sins or some shit. <laughs> Get them in a cage. Illustrate some iconic images and stamp those visuals into people's minds. Let Raven tie or cuff Flair to the cage and beat him unmercifully in front of David. Or whatever. <laughs> Maybe use this as a vehicle to briefly bring Hot Rod back into the mix as Flair's grizzled buddy cop. Eventually, Piper or Flair can make the discovery that Raven actually comes from the wealthy family and is the spoiled rich kid doing the grunge deal. This embarrasses and unhinges Raven further, which can uh, set him to possibly cross paths with Sting down the line. Still nothing for Warrior, or Hogan really, or various others. But hey, it's a general outline and somewhere to start. I think Raven Flair, I quite like. I think <laughs> I, I was about to say if I think how about it's the uh, it's revealed that Raven's got his millions. Don't tell him Canyon, and then Flair finds out, and somehow, as 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 the uh, contributor said or something. Uh, <laughs> Flair wants Raven to pay for his new divorce so they become buddies and comedy ensues <laughs> and somehow we still wind up at the asylum in June <laughs> don't tell him Keenan <laughs> or a strip club the gold club yes. Flair whips out a bigger bag of, a bigger, bigger, bigger bag of ones than, than Raven does, than Raven does yeah. yeah there's some, there's some fun stuff there. and again you could go the other I like the idea of like Raven with Flair as the opposition with the idea that like you remind me of my dad like the the rich selfish prick and David ends up coming in as like the I don't want David anywhere near no the, 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 the disheartened mongoloid as you call him Kieran who ends up signing with Raven because he agrees hey, that look, Flair has, has hey, neglected him as I'm a child I'm happy to do this angle but we'll just cast someone else to play David Flair <laughs> yeah <laughs> really clever Dan. Dan. Charlotte <laughs> why not El <laughs> Dandy come on this is his time to shine Alright, so that's not some bad stuff actually in terms of general ideas. Um, so we're going to bring someone in to play David for that's how much we don't want him there. <laughs> we like the idea of him, we just don't like him. Yeah, yeah excuse me, boy. Yeah, he'd be great in the role of David Flair. La Parker. <laughs> for all they know. I was going to say, um. Fuck it, have Charbo do it. Sandman. <laughs> when Sandman comes in. <laughs> did! <laughs> he did! Yo! <laughs> Braddock John on the Facebook page says, Use Hogan's title loss as a serious attempt to split the Wolfpack and Black and White into actual warring factions. Culminated at full brawl in a war games match with a losing faction must disband. As your normal top NWO guys will be involved in the feud, now will be as solid a time as ever to build someone like Benoit or Brett to be the technical killer challenger that Goldberg needs to build interest in that. Meanwhile, you can use Flair to build up heels like Jericho, or maybe a heel DDP or Malenko as the next big thing. Uh, the tag titles 
titles can be absorbed into the Black and White vs the Wolf pack, and the Cruiserweights can still be there as your spot fest matches, but it won't be nearly as offensive because your guys with a little bit of extra sizzle are still being groomed for a top spot. Big Pete on Pro Wrestling only says, In July of 98, the biggest problem was the guy who brought them to the dance. Hogan. The Bash of the Beach uh, 98 was a smash hit but attempts to follow up with Jay Leno bombed and the subsequent series with The Warrior failed to draw the interest it should have. Uh, while it would have been easy to give Hogan the rest of the summer off, it wouldn't have made a lot of business sense coming off of the bash. So I would have gone with the biggest match I possibly could have for Road Wild uh, 98, which is Goldberg-Hogan for the title. With both guys coming off wins at Bash at the Beach, this would have been the best time to get that big pay-per-view buy rate between the two and cement Goldberg as the man. Uh, in September of 98, you have the, the Warrior coming in, and while I loathe the proposition of booking the Warrior in 98, he was a huge superstar. In reality, the narrative of Hogan vs. Warrior 2, when I believe a Warrior in WCW, would have been a better way to introduce the character. Uh, you could eventually go to Warrior Hogan at Super Brawl or something, but I think the idea of having Warrior defeat Sting at Halloween Havoc, win World War 3, and challenge Goldberg in Starcade uh, would have been intriguing. I'm sure you'd have to work overtime to make that Starcade match work, uh, but I'm rolling with the theory that anything would have been better than the Taser. Uh, so that leaves Hogan to work the Wolfpack at War Games and Kevin Nash at Halloween Havoc. I'd still have Hogan go over in that match thanks to some outside interference from Hall. Uh, Hall would have to pick between his best friend and the faction that made him to a superstar, and naturally he sides with the bad guys. The biggest question I have the hardest time answering is deciding who to end the streak with. Uh, my original answer was Sting, but I'm not sure how well that would have gone down after the Wolfpack phase, he says. Craig Atkinson on the Facebook page says, The NWO feud in Hogan vs Nash? You have to do it. The match will be the shits, but you know, needs must. I would have Sting turn heel siding with Luger to become the first to beat Goldberg. Interesting. Uh, Goldberg then beats him in a cage rematch. If you turn Hogan face, I would even pair him with Ray Jr., he says. Interesting. Uh, who I'd put in red and yellow as a tag team. Uh, give Ray the rub and allow Hogan limited ring time, as Ray does the bulk of the match and Hogan does the big moves. Uh, loads of ideas for this one, says Craig. Raven, Saturn, and Canyon is a shield-like tag team. Jim Mitchell put as the mouthpiece for the heel luchadors. Brett and Benoit as a tag team, leading to their split and feud over who is the king of Canada. Steiner and Buff as wise-ass heels, as giant hands in this notice have him lose to the cruiserweights. Don't bring in the warrior. Flair returns and targets Bischoff, leading to Hennig turning on Bischoff to reunite the horsemen. Flair then has the babyface president role, and have cruiserweight title matches main eventing Thunder to build up audience acceptance of them in that role. So we're getting a lot of really good ideas here. Laz from Pro Wrestling Only says, Give Goldberg a fucking program before Halloween Havoc. The closest we got was the Jericho mini feud that was killed by politics when it was actually getting over. Since Hogan only agreed to drop the belt if he was the one to break the streak, build it up like the Batman storyline Nightfall. Hogan focuses the remaining NWO on Goldberg, and after it's clear that Vincent and Brian Adams aren't enough, <laughs> Hulkster puts out a bounty that grows with each of the Goldberg wins. It starts at 10 grand to anybody who can last more than 10 minutes, then goes up to $250,000 by September. The key is to keep Hogan and Goldberg separated, without a true altercation between them, and certainly no matches, until at least Starcade. Similar to the Hogan-Sting build, only we've already seen Goldberg run roughshod over Hogan. This serves as an early preview of the Goldberg-Steiner feud, uh, and can potentially elevate newer talent. Canyon convinces Raven to get the bounty after the flock dissolution. The Wolfpack even goes after it. Bret Hart could use the 250 grand to build a new addition on his house, and and Disco Inferno tries because he needs more 8-tracks, etc. 
the the bill uh, the point is that the odds become so great that DDP almost beating Goldberg at Halloween Havoc is now an even more monumental occasion. We now have a reason to watch Goldberg squashes again because we don't know who else may show up to get the cash. To sell this, Goldberg gets sloppier and sloppier in his wins, his body being broken down bit by bit and the odds growing too great. He drops the belt at Starcade, and we still get the NBO Elite reunion, he says. But now Goldberg is rightfully pissed, and sets off immediately on a tear. He doesn't get beaten down the first time he strikes, it takes the NWO a few tries before they're even able to keep him down, and when they finally do, here come DDP and Sting to help save him, throw in Booker 2, and maybe the Horseman for all time's sakes. End of its spring stampede, where the four-way we got is now just Hogan versus Goldberg. Interference, a bunch of smosh bullshit. Do it all, but Goldberg wins, and after, Hogan pays his respects. We have the fallen hero realising the error of his ways, and the new king stepping forward to claim their throne. Or, you know, just turn DDP Hill anyway. That'll put butts in seats. <laughs> Down End 2005 on Pro Wrestling Only says, This is actually the hardest rebooking project to think about, just because the roster is so stacked and top-heavy. That being said, I would actually build a Goldberg-Hogan 2 at Starcade, which was an original thought around the table. Uh, whilst I think that having their first match on pay-per-view instead of free TV would have made for a monster buy rate, there's still a hell of a lot of money in the rematch. Goldberg should be built as the main man in the meantime, beating the giant Nash and Hall uh, in pay-per-views, leading to the DDP match at Havoc and Hogan at Starcade. I would actually bring the formation of the NWO supergroup that happened in January forward by having the Wolfpack versus Hollywood at War Games to finish it once and for all. Hollywood would go over when Nash and Luger turn on Sting and Savage, booting them from the NWO. Uh, the heel turn of Nash and Luger and the supergroup of Hogan, Hall, Nash, Steiner, Luger and the Giant is justified by the NWO claiming that their civil war caused them to take their eyes off Goldberg, and by accepting Sting into the group, they became soft and pandered to the fans. Cue the next few weeks of them beating down and kicking out all the rank and file left from the black and white and Wolfpack groups, where they will either be released or phase back down to the mid-card. As for the Hogan-Goldberg match, Goldberg wins again conclusively, and the NWO are finally disbanded. Hogan can take a sabbatical until it makes sense for him to come back in. If the wire is signed by this point, the natural way to bring him in will be as things back up fighting the NBO on a short-term deal. I like the idea of Flair having to go through the Giant to get to Bischoff, he says, and Giant being fired when Flair beats him, freeing him up for his move to the WWF. Flair is then given a reduced schedule as a special attraction due to the bloated main event scene. Due to the bloated main event scene, I see Brett in a high mid-card role for the remainder of 98, maybe as a long-reigning US champion. Uh, Brett is eventually dethroned by Benoit or Booker at Starcade, and then Brett moves into the title picture for early 99 now that Hogan and the NWO are gone. Words from Lee on the UK fan form says very concisely, keep Nash away from the booking. Don't hire Warrior or Sid Vicious. Build Jericho and Benoit up to the main event and be even be the ones maybe to end the streak. Putting the title on Benoit and Booker when they did was too little, too late. They should have done that years earlier rather than swapping between old guys out of their prime. Also, dump all the celebrity cameos. A lot of money and pay-per-view match time wasted on people like Robman, Leno, Malone and Master P. Fans like Megadeth and Kiss playing on a show that just killed ratings and goodwill too. So, and we've got time for one more here from uh, Wee Al on the UK fan form who says, I love this idea for a show, Liam. Looking forward to hearing the rebooking ideas you guys come up with. Uh, the key to it all is Hogan and keeping him out of the main program, I think. Goldberg is the champion and needs to be in the main event slash focus of the show, not the Hawkster. Uh, not unless he's putting over Goldberg at every opportunity. Goldberg should be beating people until at least the spring, if not the summer of the following year. Even then, if the title is coming off him, it's probably only temporary. Like others have suggested, end the NBO Civil War as quick 
quickly as possible and decisively. At the end of it, I would want to be left with no NWO. If WCW is to survive long enough, then the NWO will have ended before it completely lost all goodwill, and it means it can always be brought back at a later date for a short-term reunion. I wouldn't bring in the Warrior either, he says. Uh, not unless the plan is for him to lose to Goldberg, which he isn't going to agree to. An easy million dollars saved there. We're also going to Canada every month. Bret Hart is getting a huge push in my WCW, he says. He might even get Lance Storm's future gimmick of renaming the US title the Canadian Heavyweight Championship and pretending it's 97 WWF all over again as the dual cross-border heel and babyface. So, we've just had a quick break here, by the way, around the Oakham table, and uh, we have kind of filled out some of the blanks here, because obviously we have uh, five cards really to kind of... Uh, Fill out here, so just it's, kind of. It's, I just want to say, it's no big secret. We, there's a lot of umming and ahhing, and it's set made for terrible audio, so we've compressed it. Yes, that, yeah. that is basically the key here. So, just kind of go in kind of the, the, the. And we'll kind of fill out the rest of Starcade live as it happens oh. here. But for the rest of the cards that we've filled out here, we've got Road World in August, we've got Goldberg and the Giants, which are, I think set up by the giant kind of. I like the idea of the giant killing off the wolf pack. Not necessarily like pinning them, but like just like kicking their ass. And then Goldberg's the guy that gets the payoff. Just to kind of reestablish that Goldberg's above the fray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of all, all like that. Um, Conan versus Scott Hall for the United States title. We kind of settled on. Because Conan is red hot and the match is going to be the shits. But Conan will hopefully come out of this pretty good as the US champion. Uh, Scott Steiner kills Rick. Uh, so that's the end of the Steiner's feud. And Rick Steiner hit the bricks. Uh, we've got DDP versus Kurt Hennig. Because obviously we're kind of wanting to, uh, to heat up DDP for Halloween Havoc eventually. Uh, Rey Mysterio, who's the Cruiserweight Champion against Juventud Guerrera. Uh, Chavo versus Eddie uh, for the TV title in the blow-off. Obviously, Eddie will have won the TV title on Nitro uh, prior to this. But uh, Eddie versus Chavo in the blow-off to their feud, since you have to blow that off. Uh, we will have Brett at the show, obviously, uh, watching the uh, the Goldberg match, perhaps from the crowd. But obviously, it's kind of starting to tie that Lincoln together. Uh, and we were kind of umming and ahhing about the tag team title match, because Nash and Sting need to be on the show. But we really don't have a built-in challenge because obviously they've been, they've been dealing with the, the NWO Hollywood prior to this. And with other guys elsewhere on the show, it's looking like it's Adams and Norton in their final <laughs> farewell. I'm not sure we get a second month, you know. I don't think we make it stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We may not, who knows. But, but yeah, <laughs> we've taken over the reins, everyone. What have we booked? Conan and Hall <laughs> and Sting and Kev versus Adams and Norton. This will all make sense by Starcade. This pain. That's what WCW said. This, yeah. this pain, this discipline is what sets the foundations going forward. And it's the foundations that this company have never put in place before. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> That's how we'll sell it. <coughs> Of course, now after Road Wild, the show after Road Wild, we are going to injure Bill Goldberg. The idea being that it will be Brett that does it, um, and as a result, because he's injured too long, medical clearance will not get medical clearance in 30 days, and the belt needs to be defended in every, th uh, every 30 days. It's an important rule. Important rule. Um, we're going to bring it up. So we're going to strip him of the title. I, I would like. I would like. So I just. Carl, I would like. I don't know. I feel like if Brett's a normal contender going into this, if he's got something to fight the winner. Goldberg wins and then he takes out Goldberg and he's he's a bitch you know he should be the champion he should be get, he should, if Bill can't defend it he should get it anyway just a little bit of something for him to whine about mm, yeah um, whiny Brett is and great and whiny when he can still whine when he wins it then he's, you know, he's disgruntled that he had to go through a tournament he should be the champion anyway and he just, mm. just an added, added layer of whininess when, yeah. when Goldberg's the, the uncrowned champ anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and we do want to emphasise for anyone's concern because I'm sure this would be something that comes in the feedback if we didn't address it we're not keeping Goldberg off TV forever in a day. We are no, we, no. we are liberally borrowing slash stealing <laughs> the Steve Austin 97 run 
where he's going to be on TV, but he can't get the medical clearance. Can't get medical clearance, and you can do all sorts of pull-aparts, and, and, and the whole emphasis is company, we said all along, before it was Hogan was Poochie, when, when, when Hogan's not on screen, everyone talks about Hogan, it's, but now it's Goldberg's turn. Yeah. That's why we got rid of Hogan, that's the whole point of getting rid of Hogan, is yeah. that when Bill's not, right, Bill's not on TV, he's still the focus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for Fall Brawl in September, uh, obviously we'll have vacated the title, uh, and we've kind of come to the conclusion that we will be doing the semi-finals and finals of the tournament on this show. Because obviously, uh, if you're going to injure Goldberg and play this story out, you kind of really <coughs> need to uh, to do it some justice for time. So I think maybe like you can do like you know the first round matches on television, mm. uh, but kind of leave it for the uh, the semi-finals and final for pay-per-view at Fall Brawl in September. Um, for the semi-finals, we got Bret and Rey Mysterio, and we're thinking Kev, uh, Big Kevin Nash. Versus the giant. Now, I can imagine that as our loyal listeners hear that, there is either a sort of a heavy sigh or a roll of the eyes. <laughs> at the mention of Nash and the giant. But our intention is that it doesn't go particularly long and it plays into a giant storyline with Raven as we go forward. Yeah, so Goldberg would have been crushed. Sorry, the giant would have been crushed by Goldberg at Road Wild. This is in his kind of personal attempt at redemption. He fails here. And obviously, yeah, Raven's going to uh, jump on this and manipulate him, as we'll, we'll soon see. Brett versus Rey Mysterio is the other semi-final, and a big, uh, big elevation for Rey. Brett wins, leading to Brett Hart versus Kevin Nash for the title, uh, which Brett will win when Scott Hall gets involved. Um, Chris Jericho can do his skit here at Fall Brawl. They did it anyway, where he kind of challenges Goldberg. Of course, Goldberg's not there because he's injured. Um, we've got Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Satin for the television title, because uh, Guerrero's going to be keeping that until pretty much the end of the year, we think. And to kind of move Scott Steiner into the forefront, we're thinking Steiner and Luger. Luger's kind of got nothing to do uh, while this is all going on, so this is kind of like the remnants of the uh, the, the NWO Wolfpack, NWO Hollywood feud, where we've got Nash and Hart at the top, and we've also got Steiner and Luger here. And uh, this is all about Scotty. This is all about starting to move Scotty up. So uh, I think that this is probably going to be a two-month feud with Luger and Steiner. I think this is something we should just necessarily blow through because it's a big one for Scott. Yeah, and we don't necessarily have to have... Steiner kill Luger. You could have a non-finish of some sort with, this could be the with, DQ, with Steiner yeah. just completely snapping and being made to look like the stronger person anyway. But yeah, exactly. Uh, also on that show will be Billy Kidman versus Dean Malenko for the number one contendership to the cruiserweight title. Since Ray won't be defending the belt on that show, and that can be a big win for Kidman, kind of get him taken a little bit more seriously uh, as uh, we kind of use the steam that Malenko has got to kind of boost him up. Uh, Halloween Havoc in October. We do have the return of Goldberg to the ring after uh, being injured for a few months uh, and Goldberg will take on Chris Jericho who will keep on doing his uh, his Jericho-holics shtick uh, and kind of the Jericho 1, Jericho 2, Goldberg 0 all that stuff that he did anyway this will be the blow off for uh, Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall uh, where Kevin Nash will be going over we assume here kind of just end this feud uh, Flair has returned as well uh, shortly after Fall Brawl and we will do Flair and Bischoff here um, kind of again kind of have to address it get out of the way and it's a nice kind of first big thing back for Flair we feel this may actually be a good way again to kind of uh, to jumpstart Flair and if, if he beats Bischoff whether Bischoff's gone or if, if, yeah, if Bischoff wins Flair's gone forever if Flair wins Bischoff's gone forever it, things it, like it that it keeps impetus and, and on Flair's return keeps a necessary focus on him but by the same token we want to get through it quickly because let's be honest how much mileage is there in Flair Bischoff really and we want a transitional flair to a title match the next month. Yeah. 
Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart defends his world championship against Diamond Dallas Page at this show. Uh, obviously, uh, DDP's been getting a couple of wins on the previous pay-per-views and kept strong on television. Uh, so, Brett will defend successfully against DDP. you got this, uh, Luger versus Steiner Part 2. Another thing here we were thinking of introducing was Sting versus Raven. Uh, the, the beginning of the embers of a feud here at Halloween Havoc. Uh, kind of kick this off. I think it would be a good way... We, we kind of had the idea before about how Raven will kind of, after the Giants' two big defeats with the dissolution of NWO Hollywood, with him turning his back on WCW and all that stuff, the Giants really got no allies. He doesn't really need them, but at the same time, Raven's there to manipulate and kind of use it at his advantage. Uh, and that will kind of, over time, I think that Canyon should be in this mix too. I like those three as the Freebird combination Canyon, Raven, and, and, and the Giants. Uh, with the idea being that if we kick it off here with Sting and Raven, with, a, with the type of feud that that could be, that will obviously bleed into Kevin Nash and Sting, who are still tag team champions at this point, going up against Raven and the Giants uh, the following month. Uh, we do Ray versus Billy Kidman here in the match that we set up at Fall Brawl as well, and Eddie Guerrero defends his TV title against Dean Malenko. So uh, again, pretty uh, pretty good card there, some good matches, and again, I like the added focus that we've gone and got on the lower titles. The only thing I'll say about that is we've just had, we've had, mm, okay, if Kidman and Malenko tear it down the month before, then okay. Malenko's just lost the title. I know one contenders match for a title match. He's getting a title match on the same show as the opponent from the previous month's getting a title shot. Mm. That's a little bit funky for me. A little bit, a little bit. Well, again, you've got the TV to build it up. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. But so you just you, be aware of it. It's needs, you need it, to, it is something to consider. It's not something you can just slap together. You will have to rebuild them and kind of make it specific. That World War Three in November. We were thinking Bret Hart, Ric Flair for the WCW title, which I quite like that match. Flair will have come back red hot. He's got all that sympathy in his favour. He's going to have killed Bischoff. Left, well, that, that blooded him up. I think it was Carl said, uh, easy setup. If Flair returns, he, he, one match with Bischoff. I lose, I'll go forever. I win, I want a title shot, and you're gone. Yeah, yeah, which, which I like. Add some to the Flair Bischoff match in October, there's some immediate revel- relevance to it. And uh, yeah, goes up against Bret Hart. That, that did well. It sold out at uh, the start of the year, and this one for the title, Flair's comeback. Bret's a heel. Pretty good stuff there. Goldberg wins the 60-man battle royal. Three rings. He just absolutely just destroys it. He's on the comeback trail. He wants Brett. Again, I like the idea of Brett over the course of time continually pushing the button of Goldberg doesn't deserve the title shot. He doesn't deserve it. He's not going to get it. He wins the battle royal to earn the shot at Starcade. So we're set up. It's Brett and Goldberg at Starcade. Uh, also on the show, we're going to do Ray Kibben and Dean Malenko in a three-way for the Cruiserweight title to kind of keep that going. Um, Chris Jericho will win the United States title after losing to Goldberg uh, by beating Conan, your boy Carl. Oh yeah, my uh, my eternal favourite, that guy. Um, it, it's part of the process of, of placating Jericho because you know that in a feud with Goldberg he's not going to come out of it looking overly strong. So we promise him the US title here and then by the time we get to Star K there's sort of an icing on the cake to, to keep him happy and keep him on side absolutely and the only other match that we kind of had in mind for World War 3 was Booker T's comeback Kurt Hennig was the idea that we kind of uh, again Hennig a guy that's kind of seen at a higher level than kind of the uh, the fray if you will mm. and Booker, Booker coming back for a feud with him after the thing with Brett again I quite like that for, uh, for Booker it just sort of keeps Booker's wheels turn and, and keeps him a bit in sort of positive momentum he doesn't just come back cold you know no you were, and by the same token there's no point in trying to force him into that higher spot so like we're trying to do with Eddie here keep him in sort of a, you know, positive momentum going into next year to really elevate him 
at World War Three, Kevin Nash and Sting will go uh, toe-to-toe with Raven and the Giant, we think, uh, for the tag team titles, and this may be the title switch. This may be the way to get the belts onto the threesome of Raven, Giant, and Canyon. Um, that was a poor choice of words. But the uh, the group, let's say, the free bird rules that we're going to go with, yeah, with those three. You, you get it onto the group, and then we can look to properly rebuild a tag division around it and, and separate Nash and Sting, because realistically, you want them in singles programmes. Yeah, singles programmes, and again, they can have a loose association, and I think here that this is going to be where World War 3 the Battle Royal that's going to be where Sting and Steiner start their feud and again they can be the, the kind of the heat anyway with uh, with Steiner having fucked up Lex two shows on the bounce Sting Luger the Wolfpack connection they the Sting eliminates Steiner in the Battle Royal we're thinking maybe yeah well I mean you've Stein lo- flips his lid yeah it's just it's, 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 yeah. it's just it's just a, well on the base that we're going into Starcade and Steiner is beating Sting. I think we're all in agreement there, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Steiner's beating Sting, so you have you have Sting get the one up to start the program. Yeah. Yeah. And Steiner doesn't lose anything in that, in that sort of context. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing going into the level <coughs> three. It's just he the 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 obviously got the Luger connection. Scotty laughs about it on TV. Yeah. Um. Maybe Sting comes out, challenges him to a match, and he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, I got, I got important business on. I got, I got to win the, this battle royal on Sunday, um, and you know, you'll send you the same way as, as your buddy. And yeah, just, just so it's signposted beforehand, so when the elimination happens, it's not out of nowhere. It's like, oh shit, that's the thing. Yeah, simple. He actually, it doesn't have to be big. Yeah, he's yeah, the eliminated Scott, and Scott's fucking pissed, and then obviously the fallout comes out on TV. And also, the, the last match we had there was Hall and DDP. Yes, which is. Uh, as, kind of the, the logic behind this one was that DDP we know he's got momentum coming out of the Bash at the Beach show we've used that or attempted to use that to parlay it into a Brett title defence at Halloween Havoc and um, by that point we're not whilst we're not looking to bury him we're not overly concerned with keeping him in the higher echelons it's more about other people at that stage so I have Scott Hall have a win against him to get him a bit to uh, a bit of momentum because we're parlaying that into a Booker T Scott Hall for you going into Starcade. All the uh, T's and I's aren't crossed and dotted here when it comes to this show. We do have the kind of the key stuff: uh, Goldberg versus Bret Hart for the WCW title. Obviously, the build we've been talking about all show. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair. Uh, we were thinking that the idea could kind of segue quite nicely from Jericho holding the US title and winning at World War Three, and Flair losing to Bret. And obviously, kind of that, that tie into the following show, it could be as simple as Joko confronting Flair, talking about how, you know, old man, you, you have to be the man, you got to beat the man, well, you're not the man anymore. And uh, obviously, Flair taking exception to that and kind of going again. And again, the war of the words with Jericho and Flair over the course of like five, six weeks is just going to be great for great for Jericho. So. And it's a program that can have some longevity to it. I know it's stark. It's not a one and done. Blow yeah. off. It doesn't have to be one and done, and we can keep it going into the next year. I also like the idea of Jericho kind of challenging Flair for the mantle of dirtiest player in the game, you know? And I think that uh, Flair can even win the first one by cheating. So we do have that there. So also at Starcade, and I think this is something that would probably be building slowly over October and November, is, the, is Piper and Benoit, which we kind of talked about being looking like a face-face thing where... Again, and this is a tough one to kind of figure out how this is going to go, but Benoit wins, and Piper in the end endorses him, is the idea, and start a connection with those two. Yeah, I go... Uh, the, 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 okay. yeah, you can push the <coughs> young old thing. Piper's, obviously Piper's the mouthpiece of this feud. Um, 
And both faces to start. Yeah, both faces to start. I think subtle heel he, is where Piper, Piper moves. Yeah, just, just yeah, it's the tendencies towards it. Um, inflection is in the promos, but not overtly heel. So when, almost the way it was with Bagwell, actually. Yeah, kind of that. Yeah, it's almost like a Piper. Yeah. The, the Piper attitude where he can pull it off kind of thing where he's, just that edge to him that he's mm. saying when you know it, there's, there's there's a needle underneath yeah there's a needle there um, so, but so, also so it's not so far to then come back when you want to do the connection between the two yeah and in the same context when you get to the match itself yeah. maybe not in so much as a ham-fisted way as, as they did this but the sort of that mania eight trope in this match that's what I was thinking of Brett yeah, yeah n- not so much the, the interview beforehand and that sort of thing but the, the, the subtleties in, in the in within the matches the fight, yeah. within the fight, you know, the slap, the you know, teasing to use the ring bell, thing, things like that. I mean, if 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 you're doing, I don't know if you're doing the, the sort of an old or whatever it is, but you know, there are ways you can play for it which which Piper can do effectively, and it's it's a nice way around Piper's obvious limitations at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that's kind of nice. Um, also, we're thinking Booker T. Scott Hall as well to kind of continue Booker T.'s journey towards uh, relevance. Uh, and Assuming also, we can keep Scott from the bottle, uh, which is a big assumption that we are kind of walking a fine line on. We talked about the idea. Obviously, Carl, you wanted the television title to hit the dust. Eddie has held it for six months. Ray has also held the cruiserweight title for a while, and we were contemplating the idea of doing a title for title match to get rid of one of them probably the TV belt I would assume well the thing is you don't they haven't wrestled uh, uh, to the best of my recollection they haven't wrestled since Halloween Havoc in 97 in 97 so plenty of time has passed especially in the, in the way the business was moving at this stage yeah. and the pace it was going you know, that would seem like years ago so enough time has been left to before you go back to it and you've already done the mask at stake so you don't want to revisit that so title for title is the best way to go for it and if I get my way we finally see the end of the television title <laughs> <laughs> alrighty now of course there are some gaps on here there are some big names that are not on the card at Starcade Kevin Nash among them uh, so we're going to have to come up with something for Big Kev Raven and the Giant are going to need to defend their titles too I would imagine so what are we kind of thinking for these guys and this is kind of going to set the tone for obviously the end of the year but obviously going to 1999 well, as well Two people we haven't really talked about in any great detail that I know as we've kept on the roster. Um, it's obviously Perry Saturn and Ralph. Now, like I said, we haven't talked about them much, but we've got plenty of time if we wanted to pair them up earlier in the year to build them towards a, a, a tag title match here with Giant and, uh, and Raven. You've got sort of the, the, the previous association of Saturn as a disgruntled flock member. You've even got a Wrath Canyon association, as a matter of fact, when yeah. he used to be a team yeah. when he was uh, Mortis. So you could always go back to that big humding of a hook. <laughs> oh, so, so we're getting Glacier in on all this? Yeah, we're going to leave out Glacier. We forgot to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Saturn Wrath is a team. Again, Wrath was getting over anyway. Um, I, quite, I quite like that, that dynamic. So you've got the two guys trying to encourage the two other two of the three freebirds to get away from Raven and it's yeah, yeah you could do there's something some, like there's something in it there's a connection there's a connection there and there's a, there's a, there's a storytelling narrative again which basically focuses on Raven which is cool because again the more focused the better he's the storyteller so and so. and you know to give ourselves a benefit of the doubt this tag division needs some work <laughs> we need time to turn this around <laughs> yeah. Rome yeah. wasn't built in a day yes so uh 
Anything else that sticks out to you there? Diamond Dallas Page not on the show. Uh, sorry, we've got DP Nash. So we've already done him and Nash. We haven't done Page and Nash and Page no, and Hall. No. We'd have to turn one of them though. DDP, I think, needs to turn eventually. I really do. Like, when I actually think about the real life timing of it, he was super over yeah. in June, July. He was he was pretty over. Honestly, it felt until the Goldberg angle. Because when they paired them up, the booze started in the crowd. I remember that. And I remember at Havoc, they were into the match and they were into DDP as well. But I think after he lost to Goldberg, there's that thing of like, well, you're not going to be the top guy. Well, the, the fact is that we're not doing the 98. Goldberg DDP and if we turn DDP heel you probably get a slightly better 99 DDP Goldberg match potentially yeah true. Yeah, if you go there, yeah. it's still probably the best match of Goldberg's career so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think the um, it would just it would give a bit more impetus to DDP because we've we've called him a bit haven't we let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest yeah, yeah. Hall's beaten him the month before so a, a turn a turn just gives him a bit of fresh impetus yeah, I think so too. I think it's a turn. Nash, who is popular still, uh, as his opponent, the guy turns on, you can do those two. So I think we got we got a pretty good card there. That's eight matches that are pretty key for Starcade. So uh, just to talk about the winners and who you kind of want to uh, focus on going for here, DDP Nash. Who are we thinking? Well, it'll be a DDP. Has to be presumably for yeah for Goldbergers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Saturn Wrath, Raven Canyon, and the Giant. Um, you you keep the belts where they are for now. Just give it to him, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Ray Eddy. That'd be fucking cool. I'm. I'm. I'm going with Eddy. Oh, she put. What? So what's holds Eddy then? Oh hold? shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Ray. I bet you are. Look, let's not kid ourselves. Are, are we? Are we going? Are we going to undo all our work with Eddy? Having him lose to Ray. For a second time. That's, that's it's, it's almost like we've. It's back to where they were, and it's, this is exactly the problem. WCW that. These guys feud with each other, and then two years time, they're still feuding with the same guys again. These are different guys. Unless, unless Eddie wins and he just holds them both, he just carries them both everywhere with him. He just like it's, he just defends them as like a unified title. Could do. You can always split them up again later. You've got enough. Hopefully, we'll have built Kidman up by this point. Was part of the plan. And I like having them defend, but I have both. Yeah, give him both. Give him both. That looks good of gold. He does. You'll have them both. You'll look like a fucking star. Never let it be said that I can't be the bigger man about these things. As much as I have a disdain and disgust for the television title, I will allow its existence to. On the basis that Eddie holds both belts. As long as he keeps the cruiserweight title closer to the camera, we can kind of conceal <laughs> the other one just to keep you happy. Oh, I think I think that's the way around. I don't oh, really? Know, yeah, it's I, don't, not. I, don't, I don't want people looking at posters of Eddie and seeing cruiserweight oh, right there. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, TV star. Let's like get it. some new titles in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Booker T beats Scott Hall. Yes. Yeah, we 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 getting Booker strong for. Benoit beats Piper. I think we all agreed on that. Piper again. They have a hell. Of, I like the idea of that being just a wild brawl. Wild brawl, yeah. Wild brawl. Something different for Benoit. And again, that the toughest. Different for the card. Different for the card. Yeah, it just mixes it up. We've got Sting and Stein with Scott Steiner going over. Jericho and Flair as a big match, and we were thinking Flair wins the first Flair, one. Uh, yeah, Flair. Flair wins at the start of the program. Yeah, the program's all about Jericho berating him because you <laughs> you don't have any more. You don't deserve to be in the company. You should just leave. Yeah, and blah blah. Yeah, and he, the first time obviously Flair has to go over to protect himself and then you, you go forward from there yeah absolutely and then in your main event Bill Goldberg challenges Bret Hart to get his belt back damn it and are we thinking Goldberg wins or does he just tap to the shop sure <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we could do some sort of screw job <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Goldie takes it and go, ends go, his 1999 go, go, with the belt. Goldberg takes it. Yeah, just to give something Brett a little extra to whine about, I think that he should do the steel plate angle in the build-up to Starcade too. That'd be pretty cool because then you can have like Brett complain about how he's already beaten Goldberg and it's an injustice. He's already broken the streak. He's beaten Goldberg. He shouldn't have to wrestle at Starcade. And, and long term, as I say, when we go into '99, we want to look towards Steiner and Goldberg, not necessarily straight away, but that's that's the end game for the or the, or the, the big sort of turning point in the year when Steiner is the one who ends the streak. I say, yeah, you look if you look in the whole year, it's the rematch at Starcade next year and sometime in the middle of the year it's him taking the belt off Bill and then Bill's the journey back that's the next year yeah yeah. and in the meantime Goldberg has got guys like DDP who's freshly turned yeah. Benoit if we turn him with Piper if, if, an interesting if, combination if, if we built Booker up well enough he's going to be someone who's available for a programme with Steiner during the course of the year you've still got guys like Steiner St- wins the belt you've yeah. always got guys like Sting and Nash who you can, who can cycle in and out as, as kind of supplementary to the guys that you're focusing on mm-hmm. Raven you can always elevate with, with kind of the menagerie that he's got around him mm-hmm. um, and well, then, whilst, again, whilst still keeping the tag belts on him yeah. yeah whilst still keeping the tag belts on him Brett you can always get you know there's always more with Brett like a cage match or something like that that you could do for a, a second or third go around and then of course Scott Steiner being the real focus mm-hmm. next year well yeah because obviously with, with the Goldberg Brett you get you you get your I want my rematch and you know clause and all that sort of thing so that's something to build to yeah and I think long term obviously longer longer range Booker and Eddie are the more long range projects more than the kind of immediate but Booker, Eddie and Benoit Booker, Eddie and Benoit long range Jericho seems to be the one that kind of is getting the uh, Jer- Jericho and Steiner seem to be the two that are getting the kind of the immediate jump up uh, to kind of be, be more prominent by the, by the time Starcade rolls around which I quite like yeah, that I, feels right I think it's it's balance yeah. If 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 we try to, to emphasise too many people straight away, it it takes a bit of the focus off the people that we are pushing in the here and now. You've got to think of as well where this company's come from. So if you just make a bunch of random changes for the next six months, it's going to feel like it feels like exactly what it's, the company it's, is. It's, 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 it's hot shot, and then where the hell do you go? Yeah. Yes, which is exactly what that company is. So it's going to feel like a, enough of a of a fucking shift in the earth when Hogan's but, yeah gone. by removing Hogan we've sort of you know we've set our stable out quite early there <laughs> yeah. yeah so here's the key question obviously as we kind of round this discussion <coughs> out now that we've had this talk to round this discussion out do you think that this was A noticeably better obviously I think it was than, than what they did but do you think that this would have been enough to kind of stop the momentum of the WWF do you think that this would be enough to kind of maintain um, the momentum of WCW? How do you think this feels? We've, we've just got to hold out for 12 months, and within that period, Terry's going over to the other side. Yeah. And when that happens, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, oh. we are playing chess to their checkers. Mm. Mm. This is a different kind of war games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've got enough self-awareness amongst us to acknowledge that from an in-ring perspective, we're not necessarily laying out the best product early doors when we take over, but we're trying to play the long game that the company never does. So we're, we're trying to be sort of pragmatic, realistic about it, and hopefully putting the building blocks into it. To at the very least, a point where we're not going into the Georgia Dome in January and they're throwing rubbish at us. <laughs> and, that and, that, and, nice. and that we've created a company that's stable enough that by the time we revisit the Georgia Dome, in July of that year, it's not twenty-one thousand in a sixty-thousand-seater stadium. It's it's funny how 
removing Hogan from the equation changes everything. Absolutely you can't everything. do any of this. This feels like a different promotion. <laughs> it does. It off. does. I mean, I, I, um, yeah. I mean, we allowed ourselves to remove Hogan. Um, there is arguments to be made as to whether how realistic this is financially. Well, well, I, I think. But, I think, in, in fairness to ourselves, yes, yeah. because you know, let's be fair to us. <laughs> That's my favourite person. Us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're acknowledging that yes, we're probably still going to have to pay Hogan through to the end of his contract, yeah. but we're sending him home. Yeah, and and we as, come out better for it. Yeah, and as much mm -hmm. of a prick as Hogan is, is he really going to kick up that much of a stink about being at home and with full pay? True enough. No, no. Nice try, Terry. <laughs> as a great man once That's said, it. he's gonna, he's gonna. It's just you've just got to ignore him. Just ignore him. On, don't mention his name on TV. Just don't look. Yeah. Just don't look. <laughs> don't look in his direction. And eventually he'll he'll be so his ego will be so fucking bruised. He'll be feeling so impotent. He will beg Vince McMahon to give him a reduced contract so he can be on TV again. Because we sure shit aren't putting him on TV. Yeah. He will take it. He'll be off our books. Lovely. And again, in defence of ourselves. Again. Look at the things that. With our booking, we managed to avoid. One of the more notable things that springs to mind for me is there's no Chucky on TV. <laughs> oh shit, did we forget Chucky? Where's Jay Leno? I don't see Leno there is, anywhere. There is Judy Bagwell. There is, there is no Jay Leno, there is no Judy Bagwell. This is the last year that we will be visiting the Dakotas for Road Wild. <laughs> I don't see a single poll written here. <laughs> we will, in fact, end Halloween Havoc on time. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's the injury angle. He 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 takes out Bill. Brett takes out Bill's knee at the end of Road Wild, then sets fire to the entire set. Yes. Never Is Bill back. alive? <laughs> well, I don't know. Also, also, those rednecks aren't. Also, as another telling sign, with no warrior, we and no Hogan, we don't do Hogan warrior. <laughs> There is no disciple, there is no one warrior nation, there's no puffs of smoke at fall brawl, no trap door for Davy Boy to nearly end up a cripple. Yeah, we, we have saved Davy Boy's life. No, no holograms in the mirror where we're not sure if the commentators can see him or Hogan can see him or if Bischoff can see him because the audience can't see him. We haven't ended the streak. We haven't ended the streak. There's no log roll of doom. <laughs> No taser. Noticeably no Horace Hogan either for anyone keeping score. Even if this isn't all gangbusters for the folks out there, just think about the negative stuff we've taken away. And let's look at the plus here. I, uh, looking at the stuff that we have here on this paper, the things that I think could actually be pretty good, I think that the, the build to Goldberg Giant could be pretty good. I think that the, the Brett Goldberg angle on top is going to be pretty strong. You still get the great matches like Ray and Hoovy at Roadwell, which we have. We get Brett as the champion at, at Four Boy. You get the Jericho skit and the Jericho stuff building to Goldberg. You get Flair's return, which I keep exactly the same. You get an elevation for Stein. You get great Guerrero matches on TV. Uh, Goldberg Jericho actually gets paid off at Halloween Havoc. You get Flair and Bischoff in fantastic fashion. You get a Bret Hart title run through all this with defenses against Ric Flair, a red hot Ric Flair, and DDP at his peak as well. You get uh, you get the, the kind of formation of, a, of an elevation of Raven a little bit as well. Jericho moves up the car when he gets to the US title and then works with Flair. Um, I, you know, Benoit Piper could be an interesting dynamic. Ray and Eddie's going to be fantastic at Starcade and elevates Eddie a little bit as well. And again, it's just the overall focus 
as much as just like, oh, we're putting two guys together, it's the focus on the guys together and the importance of a match like a title for title that you can build up in the in the ensuing weeks, showing the fact that both of them have held their titles for the last six months, and you can show like clips of the previous defences of both of them being unstoppable, seemingly. I'll say as well, although we we are conscious that aesthetically some of these matches aren't the best, this is what did make this company strong at one point. We haven't been we haven't na naively just cut off all the star power on top. No, you can't do that. Exactly. At this what, point, you can't do if that. We, if you listen to the timeline shows, what we've always hypothesised is this company stayed strong in the ratings for so long when the product was so shit because it has such a depth of star power. And all we're trying to do is then capitalise on on the talent underneath and elevate a few of those guys in conjunction with maintaining balance up top. So I think it's not too bad. So we thank everybody for your feedback. For those of you who didn't get to, we apologise. But uh, if you are interested in any of our other rebooking shows, of course, you can go to squaredcirclegazette.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, subscribe to us there. And uh, we will be back very, very shortly with more on SCG Radio. So, for Luke Edwards. I have nothing to say, but I think I'm going to go on a Goldberg six-month injury streak myself. So you won't hit me for all. For Carl Jones. I will get rid of that TV title one day. And for Kieran O'Rourke. No, you won't. <laughs> I am Liam O'Rourke and we are out of here. Talk to you next week.